0: Welcome to the Bros Who Think podcast, starring your host Mr. Lyndon Burton and his co-hosts Doom, Adam Schubert, Julian Navarre, and Justin Batiste. We got a lot to talk about this
1: week, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Oh, and everybody, listen. Merry Christmas. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. d Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 125 of the Bros Who Think Podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by my dude, Doom Doom. How you doing, my brother?
2: Good, man. What's good with you.
1: Hey, shit, man, getting close to Christmas, you know, getting in that holiday vibe. Oh, real quick, before I even get up with that with you, because with you, I want to know what you, how you feeling. Uh, we're not going to be podding next week, so there'll be no pod on Christmas. But don't worry, me and Doom are doing our decades list for this show. Schubert and I will be doing our decades list uh, for the following week. Not next week, but You'll get the uh bros who binge decade list on the 31st. You'll get the animated talk awards on the 24th, and then you'll get a rise of skywalker review on the 20th. So that's just the schedule. No bros who binge next week, no bros who think podcast. But on January the second, the following Thursday, we will be back. So yeah, giving my giving my people off for Christmas, you know, be with the family. You you excited for next week?
2: Yeah, man. I I I gotta say though, the older I get. The tougher it is to shop for Christmas. Mm, Yeah, no, I agree. It's tough, man.
1: Cause it's like, yo, I don't like as much as like I would love to say, because my mom, my if if my mom, my mom still loves to give me stuff for Christmas. It's not like she just wanna do the clothes thing just yet or just money. My pops is just at money just now, but that's cool. My mom will say, like, yo, tell me what you want, and you know, she'll she'll try to get that. And it's not like I want to be like, yo, I want video games or shit like that. It's like Yo, I need, I need, I need shit. I need other shit to help my, to benefit my life. Like I'm, like yeah. I'm out of the stage of like, yo, yeah. Let me get this new PlayStation video game, or let me get a new console. Like I think that shit is gone. I think it's over.
2: Yeah, And it, like I feel like it's like that for everybody in my life right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting, getting something for my girl is tough. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like my
1: girl wanted kitchen equipment from our parents. Yeah. Like that's that. I was like, yo, we're we're old. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's crazy. That's,
2: that's that's exactly where we at with Christmas because we we actually trying to close on a house right now. So we, oh, we congratulations, some, fam! We trying to get some some shit for the crib. You know what Hell I mean? Hell yeah, that's gonna be litty. That's where we at.
1: Fuck yeah, bros leveling up and thriving. I love that shit. I fucking love it. Hell yes. Well, like I said, we doing this episode. We are doing our decade conversation. So we're giving you the best albums of the decade. We're giving you the best. Rap albums, the best R&B albums. We're giving you the best athletes. We're doing that among the other news stories. So solid, solid episode. I, best albums of the year. Are we doing the best albums of the year. We can do that when we get back, I guess. Cause like yeah. this year, this year's albums was kind of, kind of bad. If I'm being yeah.
2: honest, this this year was. I'm not gonna say it was a bad year, but it was a slim year.
0: Mm-hmm. Normally
2: there's there's a lot to debate, but I feel like like the albums that are on the top for this year they stand out like they clearly the top like i don't think it's gonna be much arguing over the top yeah like i feel and
1: i feel like we could do that when we get back and then look at the 2020 list because yo the i'm like right now i'm looking at albums dropping in 2020 the fall off we got cole drake has a tba but the snippet for his new song just dropped kendrick they say he coming is tba we i didn't even know Kid Cudi was dropping intergalactic young thug dropping in january or february Eternal to Take, Lil Wayne Funeral, Playboy Cardi dropping, Migos dropping, The Weeknd dropping, Chapter uh, 6, and Party Next Door dropping in January. Already that's better than this year.
2: Yeah, man. This so, gonna be, it's a lot to look forward to. I will say I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the next decade mm. for a lot of reasons. Outside of what you just named, I think we're going to see a big shift in just music and entertainment, period.
1: No, I agree with that.
2: Going forward, it's going to be real interesting to see where it's going to go.
1: Especially since the streaming wars, like, when I started this podcast network, the streaming wars were just beginning. Now they're, like, heating up. Like, everything we was talking about when you jumped on the network, and, like, last year, we was talking about preparing for the streaming wars. Like, me and Chris have been talking about that on Anime Talk for, like, a while now. And, like, yo, with, like, all these new streaming sites, and your entertainment will change, because, like they're starting to figure out how to turn it from the wild, wild west to something controllable. So it's like, these cowboys are like, we're about to see the last of the cowboys, you know what I mean? But it's going to be a different yeah. type of monster, so it's,
2: it's going to be interesting. What's, what's so What's real interesting about that is I think what we're going to see is the ability for people who don't have access to these major networks to still have a voice. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's something that's never been before. Like with TV, if you ain't make it if if you know these big networks if all of them said nah we don't believe in what you're doing you just wasn't seen or heard but now like you got people, a shot to put people, that out yeah people having legitimate shows take off and turn into multi million dollar deals from YouTube you know what I mean Facts. and I read a stat that people I forget the age it was it was like 27 and under or some shit like that where YouTube is their main media outlet Like, that's, they watch YouTube more than actual TV, more than Netflix and Hulu. Like, YouTube is their main place to go for whatever, any type of media consumption. You know what I mean? The funny
1: thing is, especially since there's YouTube TV now, shit, I'd say 70% of mine from just normal YouTube and YouTube TV is is through YouTube entertainment. So it's like, I could could feel that because... Yo, it's crazy, man, like, listening to people's content or watching people's content. Like, it's crazy that it's gotten to that because it's like, why should I listen to the people that these networks are telling me to when I can listen to people entertaining of my choice? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. And that's the big shift in it. And I
2: feel like like a lot of the people that's not in this little corporate environment, like, people like you and me, people like, you know, anybody underground, for lack of a better word, is... They the ones with the best ideas. They coming yeah. out with the most crazy shit. So it's it's gonna be real interesting in twenty twenty.
1: Oh no, it's it. We huh yo network. I'm not gonna even talk about it because I don't even like to talk about shit before it happened. But just know, ladies and gentlemen out there, it's gonna be lit for twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is a litty. I can That's say that. this because this is be- damn near confirmed etched in stone. Well, nah, this is etched in stone fucking anime talk and bros binge are going on the road doing live shows. Like that shit's going to be lit that's T so. 2020. So just, that's just the tip of the iceberg, but let's get into this week's stuff. Look, Oh, before we get into the main topics, I just want to say this to everybody who's listening. I'm sure you've probably seen it on Twitter, but I wanted to just clarify to our listeners, Donald Trump. Yes, he got impeached, but he got impeached by the house of representatives. For a president to fully get removed from office, they have to be voted to be impeached by the House of Representatives and the Senate. What has happened transpired over the past couple of days, or yesterday, when the time you're hearing this. The House of Representatives voted to impeach him. That has happened to two other presidents, Nixon and Clinton. Nixon had to resign after his because he was going to get voted out of the Senate either way. and He just saw the writing on the wall and he didn't want the embarrassment. Clinton went to the Senate, didn't get voted. So for everybody saying, yes, we've gotten Donald Trump, no, the beginning part of the battle or the beginning part of the the process has happened, because I don't even want to say battle, like like I'm taking a side. But the beginning part of the process has just begun. So it's like they have to begin the next part of the process. Now, if you want to ask me, do I think he gets impeached? That's a totally different ballpark.
2: I don't think he does. Me neither. I got got my whole little conspiracy on it. I don't even want to. Deep dive, too crazy on it, but I think See, my homie was is... telling
1: me like because he can't get a federal charge because he's in office right now and he doesn't think he will, he thinks he won't get impeached, but as soon as he gets out of office before the campaign starts, like he's gonna get federal charges like or off rip like they're gonna try to put his ass in jail or like try to give him some type of some type of uh they're gonna try to sue his ass
2: I, I i man it's I hope so, but it's because really he did tough. do
1: something of, like real shit. As much like, even though I know he's not going to get impeached, but like it's different though, Doom, because it's like he did legit illegal shit while obtaining the office of the president, and for the first time since Nixon, this has happened. And if you don't do anything about it, you set a precedent that it's like for the first time in American history, we see the American government, even though it appears that we've never had a chink in our armor, if this allows to happen, then we see a chink in democracy. No matter what side of the political sphere you fall on, because this isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing, this is just a look at our democracy. Someone who was running for the highest office in the land did something illegal and the ways to check that something didn't do something about it and then even the judicial system after, who could have done something about it, doesn't. That's a chink in the armor. No matter which side of the coin you fall on, you have to acknowledge that.
2: Yeah, and that's that's a hundred percent. That's fact. crazy to me. And, like and, that's
1: wild. That's how the, Roman shit fall. Like that's how yeah. empires fall. Yeah,
2: and and in the perfect situation, he he gets impeached. You know what I mean? But I think when you somebody of his stature and because its
1: majority Republican, like I don't think that's about to go down.
2: That and he he's just, he's plugged in with ninety five of ninety five percent of the world's wealth losing him means you jeopardize that money. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot of people that go great lengths to protect them. You know what okay. I mean? And I, I I word it like that just to avoid going into the whole conspiracy theory thing, but I really do believe that he's plugged into another yeah. level. You know what I mean?
1: No, I think he might not get it. I think what this might affect is he doesn't get elected next go around. That could be possible. That's a different conversation. But do I think he gets impeached? No, and I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I know we don't talk about politics a lot, but when something major happens, we talk about it. And that's all that really needs to be said because, like, I just wanted to educate our listeners to as much as knowledge as we know. And, like, we're not always factually correct, but that's something that I'm 100% I'm percent sure on the facts that I just told you. But let's move on to something else that's wild going on with the judicial system. Takashi69 got sentenced to two years prison. Charlemagne missed out on having to give Felatio to that man. Shout out to Charla. Like he had to he have to fall oh, through and
2: do that. Yeah. Okay, Charla was sweating bullets, man. No, he was. No, he was.
1: Like he definitely was.
2: It's funny because he, he did speak on it after it happened. Like once people started kind of Suspecting Realizing. that he, he could get out, he he changed it to, "Oh, that was just an expression. That was just people take everything <laughs> so literal and like, nah, bro. He yeah. was pretty, he was pretty confident, nigga. <laughs>
1: Stand on that times. like. Yep. But the thing is, he got sentenced to two years, but his thirte, he already served thirteen months in jail. So you subtract two years minus that, he'll be out by this time next year.
2: And so, honestly, bro, I'm I'm happy for him because even even as as one, nobody. I I really do. Yeah, you don't wish it. jail on nobody. Yeah, jail shouldn't just be one of them things you just hope somebody stay in. I do I, I, but there are situations
1: us. where it's like Boy, you, yeah. you're murderers, you yeah. rape like, yeah, no facts.
2: Those people, that's a different story. But somebody like him, I think he was just caught in a bad situation, and money can make you do some crazy shit. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that for anybody. No matter how good of a person you think you are, let million do- millions of dollars, be in the mix, and your character might switch up a little bit. So, I, I hope he take his second chance and, and do right with it. Honestly, I, got- I hope he come back, do music, do uh, pick see, up his career where he left off. I think is, he can is,
1: Isn't he supposed to be in witness protection? Like, what is like? I just feel like it's gonna be easier for him to die if they if he all out there in them in them streets like that. Uh, and because and- like because them people gonna want get back. He didn't yeah. affect it He didn't put too many families in jail. Like, and I'm not wishing nothing on nobody. This is just me saying karma and how the world of like and how I understand street culture to be. I'm I'm a citizen. I'm not a street culture. So if I'm speaking wrongly, I apologize. But I just from everything I'm aware of so he going to get some get back somehow they going to get get back somehow uh,
2: that's that's so tough man cuz i i'm on i'm on both sides of it like i'm i'm on the side of i really think takashi deserved to get out i think he deserved to have a second chance at having a career you know what i mean but then again like you said people really went to jail cuz of this nigga you know what i mean he really you know, that's somebody dad, somebody's son, somebody cousin, somebody like best somebody's friend that he locked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, got him locked somebody's up, son's so. not
1: gonna have their fa- like somebody not gonna have their daddy home for like 30 years. Yeah. And I get that that's their daddy fault, but like yeah. it's different, bro. Like it's di- like he he put them like he put them in there and like I don't know, like, I I just I, I just think and like I'm not disagreeing with you about his career. I just think for his own personal safety. It's going to be hard to be touring. Like, how will he do a show in New York City? And yeah. that's his hometown.
2: I like, don't think he'd have a lot of trouble. A lot of people wouldn't want to book him for that. Yeah,
1: reason. for that reason. Exactly. That's my, like, and I get you could just put out music, but, like, streaming prices, they don't pay that well. And he's signed to a label. So it's like, it's going to be hard for when he comes back. Also, I wanted to tell you, okay, what did you know of Takashi69's father? Of his father? Yeah, what did you hear? Like when he was doing interviews and shit.
2: I don't remember him ever talking about it.
1: You don't remember him on Angie saying how his daddy was dead, how he got shot and killed.
2: You don't ever remember Man, hearing? I that? remember that interview, but I don't remember him saying that.
1: Well, apparently his birth father was at the tr- his father was at the trial, and I was like, "Yo, this nigga lied about his daddy dying."
2: Yeah. That's crazy. See, see, but I knew I always knew he was one of them where literally every aspect of his persona was fake. Was
1: fake? Yeah.
2: Every see. as I could I could look at him and see he wasn't no. And that's what his nigga.
1: That's what his pops, you know what was, his pops was talking about. What we was just saying how his pops want wish that the government would handle this differently and not have his whole trial out in the open. Everything they're doing out because he feels like his son's life is at danger
2: and at risk. Yeah. Well, it's definitely so, in danger and at risk, but I feel like when you make those kind of decisions that he made, you got to be prepared to deal with the aftermath. So right. I don't feel bad about that. Like, Yeah, know, no, like, I'm with you. There's no sympathy on that angle. No. Because he invited that for yeah, sure. Yeah, he brought
1: that upon himself. Yeah. And like the judge said, you had opportunity to get yourself out of that life so you wouldn't even have to be in this situation once you made it, like you could have just gave him money and just ended it. But like you kept trying to be in that persona. You joined the gang once you were successful. Like it's, it's but, different from people in this jail, in this courthouse today that are in gangs that are like 16 years old because they have they had no choice. They were brought up in this. Yo ass joined to make to get fame.
2: Yeah. See, and the thing is about that is like I feel like that was the goal. The goal was I'ma hire y'all for this fucking uh I forget what his first single was, but the uh, one that, that blew up. Yeah. So I'm gonna get y'all for this gummo video. Y'all gonna turn the shit up, make it look crazy. We're gonna blow up and then I'll pay y'all the money, you know it what I mean, so- and we go about our business. But then these niggas realized, like, damn, that was the easiest rex we ever made. Let's do it again. And then and
3: why wouldn't he, realized- he say yeah? Cause he, he
2: he really blew up. He took he took over. So why wouldn't you keep trying to get as much as you can? He just got a little too greedy. You know what yeah. I mean? But I still don't think that, that should he should have to serve any real time for that. You know what I mean? I think his, his two years is well enough.
1: Yeah, see, if, if you would have just got out, like, how they were saying, tomorrow, I'd have been, like, a little, like, damn, that's fucked up. But, like, two years, sit your ass down for them, for them, for them little two years, and that's fire.
2: And bro, three years gonna hurt. That's gonna be
1: a long time. Like, that's, yo, he, he better be by himself in solitary.
2: Time, that's a long time, nigga.
1: Yeah, music could change. Like, but when he come out, niggas could be like, "Oh, is that is that snitch nigga took?" Like, he could ch- the whole narrative see, on him could change. That's
2: the thing, though. Like, the more and more it go, I feel like people won't have that kind of reception toward him. Like his music fan is base be
1: more accepting. I see. I I feel like if he would come out. The sooner he comes out, the better. I feel the more time waits and the more shit lingers, there'll be a new funny nigga and it'll just be like, oh, that's the, like most some of his fans who like, oh yeah, he was entertaining, blah blah blah. It would still be like, oh, look, Takashi, he's not doing his old shit. I don't think he'd ever get to peak peak. Whereas if he would have got out tomorrow and put a song out, it would have been the biggest thing
2: ever. Yeah. See, the thing is though, I don't, I don't know if he'd go back to. The old Takashi.
1: Oh, he can't rap. Like, yeah, he got to get in his Spanish bag. He got to, he got to tap into a different market. I, I
2: think, I, I think he figures out what works for him. But I don't think we gonna forever look at him as the snitch nigga. Like, it's gonna always be them jokes. You know what I mean? But it's gonna be similar to how, you know, R. Kelly been getting clowned about his shit, and we know that was some serious shit. That's some shit where we should have for real not been fucking with him.
1: Yeah, but he, that he was been, a fuck up on yeah, the uh, our parents' generation for yeah, sure. Yeah, for real, but.
2: He was able to still have a long career, even though, you know, he had to deal with the Chappelle skit. He had to deal with the constant jokes. He, he was duck. he was a go-to joke in every stand-up comedian's fucking set. You know what I mean? But he still was able to have a very nice career. Like this nigga was considered a, a still is considered. It just got like, it just musically. came
1: crashing down like yeah. this past year.
2: And, and we could thank Lifetime for that. But, yeah, that shit.
1: But like but that needed
2: again, to happen though. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure, for he sure. Was wilder, but, but I'm saying I don't, I don't think the snitch thing ruins him. Last, like, yeah, like if, if he can somehow figure out how to be able to move without getting his shit cracked open, you know what I mean? He gonna have a nice career. I, I just don't I, think that he do it though, because I lane. think, I think he gonna realize like, yo, I am really not built for this gangster shit. Yeah. And now that now that I'm out, I don't have these same niggas that was protecting me before. And he definitely and ain't going to be trying to Yeah, he and he he definitely ain't going to be trying to get tied in with nothing like that again. You Bug know what I mean? Know. Not after what happened. At, at least yeah. I would hope not. I would hope not. But you know, you never know. If he could figure yeah. out that part of it, he he going to have I think he could still come out cuz nobody has filled his lane since he been gone. I could say that. No. Like no nobody's doing what he was doing, cause like I feel like every rapper got a certain bag. Like every successful rapper is the best in that certain bag that they go for, but nobody filled Takashi bag, so it's still wide open. If he come back with some some crazy shit, get get murdered on the beat. Although New,
1: New York do got that fire, that dude who says Crip shit,
2: some 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 hit
1: yo, that song yeah. kind of hard.
2: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That shit is. That hard. Shit, yeah.
1: <laughs> That shit is fire, like one hundred percent. I I just I was I let me not say I just heard about that today because I heard about that like two three weeks ago. But nah, that nigga shit is hard, bro. But moving from one, well, let me not even say that because that's false. Moving from Takashi to whack one hundred. I ain't want to stay too long on this because, like I said, I'm a civilian. But it's just between Game and his managers, everything is just hilarious. From Game saying. Oh yeah, Michael Jackson wanted to do a song with me and fifty and he tried to get me and fifty to squash the beef to whack getting punched and saying I got a hundred thousand for anybody with the video and Blueface saying I I'll add a hundred thousand when Blueface know damn well he needs to save his little chunk of change because yeah. he ain't yeah. even bubbling no
2: more. Real. Nigga rap niggas is so weird, bro. <laughs> like my thing is, bro, like even if you did get let's say you got yeah. knocked out, why you wanna prove to you? People who gonna believe what they wanna believe anyways, that bad. It's unnecessary, yeah. You know what I mean? You you really your pride is hurt that bad to where you willing to pay a hundred thousand dollars to prove a point that don't matter at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like a real nigga would know if he put himself in a situation he got, you know, his shit handled. Like, yo, you you gonna know how to move from that. You're gonna know how to take care of that situation. If you a real nigga, you know what I mean? But he he just to me it just looked like his pride is hurt he too bothered by it yeah whether you got it hurt punched his or not nigga like who give a fuck nobody <laughs> yeah. even be talking about that shit if you wouldn't be saying stupid ass shit to everybody got
1: at least once bro like yeah. i didn't got got like everybody get got like it just it happens like it's nothing wrong with that like as long as you even if you didn't fight back like even if you got snuck it's like Bro, there's nothing you could have did about that. Like, just Especially let that shit when go. you know
2: you' in the wrong. Like, I, I feel Backs. like, that, and we talked about this last. Oh yeah, because it's the Nipsey shit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, I forgot. I, speaking yeah. on niggas that can't th- speak back. On the, we always
1: say, yeah, speaking corny. on the dead. That's that's horrible, bro.
2: I don't give a fuck what you thought about Nipsey music. Like, stop speaking on that man as a man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what bothered me. Like, he wasn't even really necessarily speaking on. The music thing. He started speaking about him as a man. And that's just weird to me that niggas feel okay with doing that. while
1: you and then it's just weird because game is like in the whole I love Nipsey Lane. So it's like yeah. it's just weird. Like all you niggas is just using this nigga name for clout. Like it's horrible.
2: Yeah. And I, that's that's and honest. I get
1: why his bodyguard did that. I get it. Like, stop speaking on my homie name. Like, if one of my friends died, I, bro, and somebody was just talking like that, it's like I would feel inclined to, to do something about that. Like, bro, you're not yeah, going to keep bro. just talking bad about my friend after he's not here to defend himself yeah. for no reason, just for, like, internet shit. Like, y'all didn't even have a beef before this. It's just because of internet shit. Yeah,
0: bro. And, and, I'm and, saying-
1: and maybe gang shit in LA. But, like, even that, that's that's pointless, bro. At the end of the day, we're
2: humans, fam. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get what benefit that gives you, like, saying yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, if it was, because... I feel like and then he's people, like a 50 year old man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying like even at the end of the day, bro, even cuz everybody says it's like that clout chasing shit, but I I don't see how that brings you clout. Like by saying something wild about somebody that's dead, like oh, it, just, what, it the the, the way it brings clout is do?
1: the what it does is it gets people talking about. Like like we're doing right now. It just gets even if it's like you know how they say no no press is bad. Like bad press is there's no pre, like there's no press good or bad press. Like, even if you get bad press, that's still good press for you. And I know that's that's the way he doing it right
2: now. Yeah. I, I but, like, still what is he selling, point. though?
1: Because, like, he's just a manager. But yeah. I guess it's, like, recognition to gain. I don't know, bro. That shit, like, who, is, who, that who shit else, is
2: dumb. Who else does he have that's popping Blueface? right now besides uh, – Because isn't isn't YG with him?
1: No, YG is not with him.
2: So who, who does he have? He Why has, is whack always in the headlines?
1: Hold on. I'm about to – because a game in Blueface. Let's see. Wack one hundred.
2: He was he was he's fucking with somebody else. That's he's not young.
1: But he uh he is uh the CEO of Young Money or uh, Cash Money West. Yeah, like he does. He he uh basically is the CEO of
2: Cash Blueface. Money West. Blueface can't be his biggest artist though.
1: Uh, I think so, I'm trying to. Cause see. I feel like
2: like whack name whole respect. Like people. Well, people, he's a gang member. People bring up whack and they they act like he did so much. But I'm like, who is he managing? I always thought he was plugged in with like YG or somebody. Because that would be a respectable name. I'll be like, all right, you did something. You contributed to the game. You gave us YG. But if he ain't got YG, then. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, he just got. It's just Game and Blueface I, that I know of. All right. And I'm trying to find the. the yeah, it just says Game and Blueface. That's it. So, yeah, and, 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 and I think. He, it's hard. Yeah, game be game. Got always keep a fire. Game
2: is a weird nigga, just as a person, but his his music be dope. So yeah,
1: I've never heard a bad game album. So and that's just how that be. Oh, another just all. Let's get all these troubling stories out of the way before we get to our album of the decade conversation. Then have some fun with some wild stories to finish. But what was up with that girl from the Bronx, bro? Like setting up because her mama wanted to move back to Honduras, setting up a kidnapper to stay with her 23-year-old crypt boyfriend that was just reported on. And it's like, yo, you got this dude to hit your moms? Like, yeah, even if you're trying to run away, that's too much to me. Yeah,
2: that's way too far.
1: Like, yeah. I would never do something to hurt, like, to physically harm my ma- Like, and even emotion, like, that's too, like, there's other ways to handle that, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I just love my mama too much for that shit. Yeah.
2: But though I get, I start to realize that not everybody got the a most relationship ideal with the Fact. situation. Like you think like, oh, that's just how shit's supposed to be. You're supposed to have uh, you know, a close bond with your family members. But there's there's some people they don't fuck with their siblings, they don't fuck with their parents, they don't fuck with their cousins. Like, and that's that's weird shit to me, but I don't know. Shit shit must have been bad for her to come up with that kind of plan yeah. to not move.
1: And you know then like I mean? once she and I'm guessing she just realized, yo, this shit got bigger than I expected. Like, let's end this. And the way I think about it, like, oh, they was at lunch. You remember them shows that was like cartoons where, uh, like, Ed and Eddy or like car- kids next door, where them where the kids would come up with some plot to do some crazy shit, yeah. and then they do it. Like, I feel like that's what this bitch was doing. But then like the plot went too far, and it's like, yo, I gotta, I gotta come clean.
2: Yeah, I think she realized like once her story was everywhere on the internet, like oh Yo, got shit, I keep
1: national news.
2: Yeah, because you you know that she didn't intend for it to do all of that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. You know she didn't. But think she going to jail? I feel like if you got if you fuck with somebody uh,
1: going somewhere
2: with with Justin, that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta do something to her. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's that's crazy, bro.
1: Well, she's sixteen, so they'll send her to like juvie or something. Yeah. Yo, I feel yo, you shouldn't that was dumb, girl. Like there's better ways to do that. Like you could have just ran away.
2: It's it's Honduras. Why would why was she that against going to Honduras? All
1: right. Well, okay, look, let me say this. The way we think of Honduras and the and like I don't know this lady's financial background, so it's wrong of me to speculate this way, but I'm just gonna assume this way because you're right if they're well off in Honduras, like, but if you're not going to a resort or well off. Honduras is like a third world country, bro.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure. Like,
2: yeah, I could see that.
1: Like, it's not the one of the best, like, it's not like this luxurious place if you're a
2: poor person. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But still, man, like like, you said, you got somebody beating your mom up, faking a kid. Yeah, no, that's that's too much. Whatever situation she had, if if her financial situation is rough like that. She so used that smarts to make some money, cause that. Like was, I'm looking right. That now, was a hell of a plan. <laughs>
1: Honduras has a long history of military rule, corruption, poverty, and crime, which has rendered it at least, uh, the one of the least developed and most unstable countries in Central America. So yeah, it's not like gang violence, drug wars, extortions are commonplace in the country, and they have a notorious one of the highest murder rates per capita, and that's from BBC News. Shout out to BBC.
2: Yeah, I I know they got a crazy um drug situation in
1: Honduras. So yeah, I'm guessing if these people are like middle class or lower class people, and I'm so, and look, I'm not saying that that's what they are. I don't know, but I'm speculating to us why it wouldn't be fire to go back to Honduras. Like if niggas just getting capped every day behind some like it was like Mexican cartel shit. I don't know if you saw Sicario, but if it's anything like Sicario, fuck that shit, nigga.
2: Yeah, and that <laughs> that now that you're saying that, that's probably what it was. She yo, probably... like
1: I would not want to go back there after yeah. being in America with internet. Y'all yo, yeah. dog, you tripping. I'm gonna stay with my crib boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. That's
0: crazy.
1: Yo, fuck that. <laughs> I got a McDonald's I can walk to. Fuck having to pick. Like, yo, let me not even do that because that's fucked up. I'm not even say that. But you get we get where I was going with yeah. that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get to our best of the decade conversation. Let's start off with best. R&B album of the decade. The way me and Doom did this, Doom, the he defines best as the things he listens to the most. I'm I'm going best as like objective best from like multiple perspectives. So we have two different style of lists.
2: Yeah, for sure. How you how you wanna how you wanna do this? You wanna uh, let's go. We, we can five go back to and, one. Yeah, five to one. Build up the suspense. All right. Damn. You go. You go first. All right. So. My, my number five, that's gonna be kind of controversial, but and it was it was close. I had Miguel Kaleidoscope Dream as a runner up. But my number five over it Summer Walker.
1: Ooh, you putting that in already. Okay. Bro,
2: and I'm gonna tell you why. Let me let me explain myself. Is that album did something that I felt like it's been a long time since we had a album do that you know what i mean like i i felt like that brought back that old r&b feel like it felt like i was listening to some early 2000s late mm. 90s r&b but it didn't sound forced you know what i mean like it didn't like you know how chicks tape that's why you listen to it it's yeah. part of nostalgia this was still a 2019 album but it just had that feel of like yo she come in with some pressure. You know she what old I mean? yeah. yeah, exactly. And it, and it just, everything about it was right. Like the way she put it together, the sequencing behind it, the way she, you know, transitioned from track to track. It was very well put together. So, yes of the decade, I got Summer Walker over it. Number five.
1: All right, all right. That's what's up. At number five, I went with Trap Soul Bryson Tiller. Look, Uh, I, I, this was the one where it was like, I'm going with one of my favorites, but I can justify why it's there. Trap Soul took a style that now has run with it. I know people can say, well, Party did this, Bryce, uh, Tory did this. Well, after Bryson put out Trap Soul, R&B sounded like Trap Soul. It set the precedent from the release date that it was at to everything since has sounded like him. And people, when people go out of that lane, it's like, oh, they're being artsy. But no, it's the Bryson Tiller wave that everybody's followed. Yes, people have set up that wave that he made, but without him, RB does not, RB and rap do not sound like they have for the past three years.
2: That's a fact. I can agree with that. So
1: the sure. Bryson, Tiller, and Trap. So I got to put it at number five.
2: Gotcha. All right. So number four on my list. This one, this one going to be kind of controversial too. But I got Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino.
0: Real?
1: You put the okay? Bro,
2: when I say just an amazing body I was body not expecting work, that. I wanted to put it higher. The only reason I didn't is because I feel like it's not traditional R&B, like I, I think it's sliding there because of Redbone, but the rest was just so like different that I don't know if it could be fully R&B. But what a fucking album, bro! That Musical was an album, man. That was an yeah,
1: well. album. I might to that, look, give like, that another
2: listen because I'm like, a, I'm I a ain't a ugly album head. dude, bro. I'm an album dude, and that when I'm when I listen to a new album. I'm hoping for awaken my love, like especially with the R and B shit. Like I'm hoping for something that like the entire album takes you somewhere. Like from the first track to the last track, it's almost like it's one song. You know what I mean? Like they all tie in together. Like and just musically, he took it somewhere different. Like I was watching, um, they were doing like a deconstructed on Genius, Mm -hmm. on one of the um, like one of his sessions. Like the producer of it. I think it was Redbone, but he kind of went into some other stuff they did throughout the album, and just the way that they look at music is next level. Like, I'm I'm really hoping... Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just to add on your point about his producer. His producer, lo and behold, has produced mostly all of his work from 2010, Cul-de-sac, Camp... Royalty and, and let me say this If we was doing a mixtape list Royalty would probably be on there for me Charters Gambino has one of the best rap mixtapes of the decade Don't even add me Because Royalty was fucking nuts yeah, But well. he produced Royalty Camp uh, Ch- uh, Cul-de-sac EP He produced a, a song on Acid Rap He produced most of Because of the Internet He produced K- most of Stone Mountain in Kauai And Awake and most of Awaken My Love His name is Ludwig Gorson You yep. may <laughs> know him from he produced he's the film he does the uh sound for movies and he's a f- he's a composer of uh movie soundtracks he did the creed soundtrack he did the Black Panther soundtrack he did Creed two most of it, some of it he didn't do all of it and he's working on Christopher Nolan's tenet and he's the composer for the new star wars show Mandalorian. This is nuts that this dude started with childish Gambino and became like one of the biggest movie composers out there,
2: yeah. But it makes sense
1: if you hear his music.
2: He's fucking nice, too. Like, I don't want to get too nerdy on the producer shit because I'm a producer and that's what I'm into. But the way he look at music, like, he... He's a whole lot different than what these other cats doing. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot tell. of there's, there's a lot of great producers that you know, like the Metro Boomers. Murder. But he's beats, like one of, them, he's of things, one of them. He's one of the dudes. Yeah, this is this is like he doing something different than what they doing. You know what like
1: I mean? The like the fact that he, I like I, I didn't realize that the dude who made all of Childish Gambino's music made the soundtrack. For, like the fact that the. the the producer to these music songs is making the soundtrack to the Creed, the Black Panther, like all of these big movie projects, that's yeah. crazy. And like, that shows nuts. you on a different level.
2: What's nuts, bro, is when you see him, he don't look like the dude that will be the brains behind Redbone. You can't tell you know, me. Redbone,
1: hair, Redbone. white dude with, with uh, a beard, huh?
2: Yeah, bro. Like he looked like one of them stoner rock dudes. like
1: <laughs> or, or, or the old school surfers. Yeah, bro. Like, and up, like,
0: bro.
2: You can't tell me that Redbone can't be in in the conversation for song of the decade. You know what I mean? Like yes, Redbone was that. That was that was that's music, right there. You know what I mean? I fuck with that dude the long way. That's why I had to throw him in there. Number four, "Awaken My Love," Childish Gambino. And I'm standing that's on solid. that. If y'all wanna argue at Lil Doom SJ, I got all day. Yeah,
1: argue with him. <laughs> I, look, I'm gonna argue with him because I gotta go re-listen to that album because. I, it didn't hit me like talking about, but I'm gonna go re listen to that because that you got to. I, I'm, I'm gonna give it another shot because I, because now that I'm seeing all this other stuff, I gotta I gotta go look back. And number four for me, I went with scissor control. What SZA did by giving women this new voice. Uh, we had Beyonce, we had Mary J. Blige, but this generation didn't have a, a voice, and scissor became that voice for the generation. She's one of the most sought after musicians. And just the song placement, what, what Top Dog did, being the only R&B artist on Top Dog, it just set the precedent that she was the queen of Top Dog, and she she elevated from rap, from R&B star to pop star. And that album hit not only men, women, and not just black men and women, white women. It hit it hit all races of people and all uh sexes. So like and, and genders, it was just it went. That's what an R&B album does. That, like, that's what makes a, a like an R&B. When I think of women R&B stars, SZA fills that role for this generation, and it was just nice to see.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, you 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 said that so good, and I feel bad for leaving her out of my top five, cause you you're right. But man, that but that, that really was a that, good bro. album, though. That was yeah. a good album. I'm not gonna hold her. That was a good album. Big fact. So, what you got at number three? All right. Number three, I got Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul.
1: Ooh, okay. And, and,
2: and I can, I could echo everything that you said because you, you put it real good, but that's, that's definitely the reason he number three for me is because he set the standard on what new R&B is. Because I don't know if people remember, but like around that time...
1: It was just rappers and yeah, it was bad, bro. <laughs> bro,
2: around that time, R&B was literally that pop Trace songs, Chris Brown on a little club type hook. That was what R&B was. That was all we had. It was, you know what I mean?
1: It was it, it was that and probably our 1 and 2. Like without our 1 and 2, we don't get Trap Soul Bryson Tiller, but yeah. after Trap Soul Bryson Tiller, he changed. He made what the 1 and 2 did and like L, he brought yeah. it to a different level which made R&B have to switch.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: So 100%, I'm, I fuck with that. At number three, I got a seat at the table, Solange. This one's for the ladies because I did not put lemonade on my list. Beyonce was not making it. But what seat at the table did for artsy and just like, what's the word? Uh, shea butter and lo- like just black love. Like, like, yeah. seat at the table was just real. Like, you you talking about Childish Gambito being real music. This was real music. Like, solange is an artist's artist like she is the epitome of what r&b soul is for this generation yeah like i know i just said sizzle was like that r&b star she's like the soul like when you think of like do we have an aretha franklin do we have like one of those like soul people that our moms would listen to on sundays i think solange could be in that category
2: I think she really underappreciated too. She is, cause of her sister. Yeah, and it it, it sucks th- that Beyonce is her sister, cause I feel like she would be a huge star if she didn't have to live in that shadow. And that's almost unfair to her, cause I feel like Beyonce might be one of the biggest stars ever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she you like Michael Jackson caliber star. So it's it sucks that she gotta kind of live in that shadow. But Solange is talented, bro.
1: Like you argue that Beyonce is a bigger star, but Solange might be a better artist. Yeah.
2: Like and, and and people are gonna be mad at that statement. But But it's
1: different. It's like <laughs> yeah. not saying that, not because Beyonce, her dancing, her live performance, everything about her is star. Like she is the female Michael Jackson. Like she is like yeah. she is that that she is the biggest star of our generation, arguably, or like of this past like years. And it's like I'm not taking nothing away from Queen B, but when you look at a trad- like a an artist, they don't have too many likes. Like Solange falls in that Andre 3000 category. Yeah, Lauren, like she sure. is an artist.
2: Sure, and and we gotta protect the people that fall in that that category at all to them, costs, like, Who
1: stay to like, who stay true to themselves. Yeah. Like, she in that D'Angelo. She yeah, is an artist, bro.
2: With, with her, it's really about the art. Like, I don't think she... She, she cares about that other shit,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, she not she not sitting at her label, you know, thinking about what the first week number is going to do. Like, yeah, she legit right. just put together the best album that she could and put it out. And you could hear that. 100%. I respect...
1: I respect it bro no i agree i agree with that 100 what you got at number two
2: number two i got frank ocean nostalgia ultra and
1: interesting that's that's oh. a
2: that's a that's a mixtape kind of but that over is. time it grew into a classic album but man that was that was one of those that when that first came out I was just amazed, like, and and that that rarely happens to me with music. Like, that's that's once every so often I get an album where I'm like, okay, I can't listen to nothing else but this album for the next couple months.
1: Swim good had so many plays on my on my fucking shit. And nature feels, oh my god, yo, this was an yo crazy.
2: It was and front to back. Yeah, every, yeah, he had he had a song. I don't know if you remember. He had a song called "Love Crimes" on there. I was in love with that song, bro. Fire. Love Crimes was the one that nigga. Hey, he changed the game with that. He changed how I looked at music because he was so experimental with his R&B sound. Like his voice sounded like he should be in one bag, but where he went with his art was, was totally, totally left field. And yeah, no, it, it worked you. together. Like he he knew what he was doing. He a genius, bro. Another underappreciated artist. All time. And
1: shout out to Lonnie Bro, bro, bro from, from Louisiana. Went to UL. Yes, sir. 100 yes, percent Frank, Frank is definitely on my list. But at number two, I didn't put a Frank album. My Frank album's at number one, but it's not nostalgia ultra. We'll get to that in a little bit. At number two, the reason why I put this here, it could very well have been my number one, and it probably should have been. But it's a compilation, and there's parts of, and if I'm judging it as a whole. There's parts that aren't as good as the all. But if I'm if you're asking me what was my favorite R&B album, this is number one. But if I'm going to be objective... And number two, I have Trilogy by The Weeknd. So many days and nights listening to this album. Without this album, R&B does not sound like it does today. What The Weeknd did with this album, and the fact that The Weeknd's a pop star after this fucking album and putting out Kissland is, is absolutely nuts to me. This album is... Is everything from drug? It is drug, sex, and rock and roll to the tenth degree. It is everything that, like, if you want to get in your sad boy bag, it has it. If you want to get in your party bag, it has it. If you want to get in your, i um, needs to drive at two in the morning, and because I'm like it, any type like. It has it from high for This, What You Need, The Morning, Party After The Party, Wicked Games, Loft Music, The Knowing, You Wanna Go to Thursday, Life of the Party, Thursday, The Zone with fucking Drake, Birds Part 1 and 2, don't forget about that shit, Gone, Rolling Stone, Valerie, then you go to Echoes of Silence when you see him sample the fucking Dirty Diana joint to Montreal, to Outside, to Exo and the Host, to Initiation, to Sam song with fucking and Juicy J, I don't know why I didn't put classic. this number one. <laughs> this classic. fucking album is amazing, bro. Like in his three projects, that's why I didn't want to do that. But like, if you like, the trilogy is fucking amazing.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard to follow that up because that was the perfect explanation to why it deserves to be up there. <laughs> it but is that's, amazing. That's my number one trilogy. I, like, I feel like you can't not have that your number one. I, me, know I feel like you. that, I, I'm, I'm that with was you. that was a hell of an album and it's one of them things you listen to and it can take you so many different places like you know how like when you go into the the movie theater and you watch you know the the drug lord movie you come out feeling like you a badass you know what yeah. I mean he did that through music you know what Bad I mean accent. like you can listen to that shit and you feel like damn like I'm living that rock star ass life <laughs> I want to be <laughs> doing drugs, fucking bitches and shit. Like that's that's what the weekend did, bro. And Yo. not to mention, he's probably one of the most vocally gifted artists in the game.
1: Yeah, man. The the one the like I know everybody says who's the next Michael Jackson. Well, the person who sounds like Michael Jackson is him. And yeah. even it might be. And and this is no disrespect to Mike. He might sound a little better.
2: I bro, I, I got no shame in saying that he's vocally better than Michael Jackson. And, and that's, that's just 100%. Like, Mike is the better artist because of the complete package. And,
1: yeah, and Mike, and if you watch The weekend perform, he, as much as I love his music, he is not a good performer live. Yeah. Like, he can sing. Like, uh, and don't get twisted, he sounds great live, but, like, I'm not just trying to watch you stand at a mic and just serenade me with all these, with all these yeah. songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and don't move. Like, that's the thing that I, 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 he, got, he has to get better at. But yeah. in terms of music, they don't have too many niggas better than this dude
2: not in recent years for sure yes, it's been man. it's been a whole whole lot longer than a decade to me I man. got a question I, for I, you
1: which yeah. one you prefer House of Balloons Thursday or Echoes of Silence
2: I'm a House of Balloons dude man ah okay, I'm okay. a House of Balloons dude that shit just I don't know See, that's I'm, the I, one I, I
1: have trouble picking between Thursday and House of Balloons cuz I really and, fucking like Thursday. and I think
2: it's just cuz I love wicked games so much bro wicked Real. games was like that was the one. That was what turned me into a fan. You know what I mean? Cause I'm pretty okay. sure I had heard him before that. Hey, that's a long time ago. What time did I think that was like that's what, 2012. twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. That was my
1: I was graduating high school at that point. Yeah, bro. Like
2: so I don't know if I heard anything from him before Wicked Games. I'm not sure. But I know once I heard that one, I was a fan, like a big See, fan.
1: I think I heard the zone first, and then I heard Thursday, yeah, and then I go. heard House of Balloons.
2: Cause My, Dad was it did he 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 got introduced through Drake.
1: Yeah, facts, and uh, okay. it was the OVO EXO whole thing. It was like it was like, when I heard Drake, and he was like, "Oh, this dude might be an OVO. He might not, but it's OVO EXO till I die." It was like, "Yo, I fuck with the Canada scene. Like yeah. Canada ran the decade. We don't even have to like Artists of the decade. There's no there's no point in us even talking about it because it's it's Drake. Like it's one hundred percent Drake." And what Drake in The Weeknd did, along with, I mean, I'm not gonna even give credit to Justin Bieber, even though Justin Bieber was huge, but what Drake in The Weeknd did specifically changed the sound of music. Yeah, that's facts.
2: And, and even looking like in hindsight, like, cause that was early in the decade. I didn't realize man. how early that was, but that was 2011, 2012. And he's and still running shit. Going into 2020. They're the, one of the two most anticipated niggas right now. Like, facts. most anticipated rap album gotta be Drake after this snippet. After he announced he got something coming, everybody waiting for the Drake shit. Big facts. And I know in the R&B lane right now, I'm not looking to shit more than I'm looking to this Weekend Project. Facts, though. Right? So it's At like, <laughs> even going yeah. into the next decade is still these niggas. Like, they they did that.
1: The the, the Just the... In- and I and I love House of Balloons as well, but for me the because party after party is my shit. I I love that fucking song. But yeah. the 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 you see the middle part of Thursday that's special to me. Thursday the Zone, Birds Part One, Birds Part Two, Into Gone, Into Rolling Stone. That is a special set of song. Like to go from three, four, five, six, seven, eight to B. And I don't think the other songs aren't equally as good, but it's just. Though that set of songs is, is a, on a different level, like to me, like that's a special set. Of, that's a special set, yeah. But it's, I know I, I gushed over the weekend so much, but I guess now is my time to gush over your number two. I went with Frank Ocean, but I didn't for my number one, I didn't go with Nostalgia Ultra, I went with Channel Orange. Okay, what Channel Orange did with Thinking About You, Pyramids. Crack rock, bad religion, pink matter, Forrest Gump, Super Rich Kids, Sierra Leone. That was an album where I think he people would, he didn't go mainstream. I think he furthered his art bag. Like Frank has never made a song as good as Pyramids to this day. Pyramids is a special fucking song. And Pilot Jones, like there's not really a skip on this album. And what this album did artistically, it was just, it was. I don't want to say flawless, but it was flawless. Like, it was so fucking good. And like you said, how Frank doesn't sound like, the way he sounds doesn't sound like he should be singing what he's singing. The source material, like, he does what The Weeknd does with Drugs and Love, but it's more more, artistic-based. And not saying that The Weeknd isn't, but it's more what's the word I'm looking for? More subliminal. Where The Weeknd's more overt, this one's more subliminal, and it's more Forcing you to think about it, where the weekend's more yeah. of a feeling.
2: Like I was just about to say that. I was about to say Frank, one of them dudes, he could make a song where it's a story. You you might listen to it, and it mean whatever to you, and then I might listen to it, love the song, and think it means something
4: totally completely
2: different. opposite of what you thought, and it make perfect sense to both of us, and that take a next level of genius. Like as as somebody who writes music, I can say. That is by far the hardest thing to do.
1: Yeah, and, and to have the features he had, Andre 3000, John Mayer, Earl, Frank uh, Pharrell with uh, production, Fauntleroy with production, Tyler with freaking production. Great album, man. This is what yeah. put Frank Ocean on the map. And between Frank Ocean and The Weeknd, they set the precedent for how R&B sounded to this day.
0: Yeah. Without
1: without Channel Orange and and or even I'll say Channel Orange slash Nostalgia Ultra without those that album in trilogy, R and B doesn't sound like it does today. It's still sounding like Chris Brown and Trey Songs. That's
2: a fact. And um, that was that was lame. Not not lame. Let me not say that. But
1: because it's not. It's just that different. that wasn't us. Yeah. like was that
2: was that was what happens when you go to a label and they tell you what. They think will sell. They want you to make the song that is the banger in the club. Which not saying that it's not good music, but this like trilogy and channel orange and nostalgia ultra, that's music that you can feel and yeah. it's gonna last forever. Like, like I'm saying, turn
1: those albums on to this day and they, that's what still, I'm saying. they still that's, what I'm like, saying. Like,
2: that's I'd th- I
1: would say these are classics. Like yeah, th- they, like, are. they it's, it's it's been eight to t- eight years, ten years, not like however long it's been. It's been over four years, and these albums still sound just as good as they did then, if not better. These albums are classics, man. Yeah.
2: And they still could stand up to anything that's coming out today. Oh, big
1: facts. And stand up to some of the stuff that came before it. Yep. So, shout out to Frank. Shout out to uh, The Weeknd. Shout out to everybody on our list. Uh, Doom, give you a list one more time, and then I'll give mine, and we'll move to the next one. All
2: right. so I had number five, Summer Walker over it. I had at four was Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love, three, Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul, two, Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra, and I had The Weeknd coming in at the number one spot with Trilogy.
1: 100%. For me, I had Trap Soul, number five, Bryson Tiller, at number four, I had Scissor Control, number three, salon, Seat at the Table, number two, Trilogy, and number one, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean 2's Trilogy by The Weeknd. Let's jump to best rap albums of the decade. This one was a little harder than the r b because the R&B one I, well, I don't know it was about equally as hard
2: but oh, see, this, I, this one was tough because I feel like the more and more I sit and think about it like even looking back at what I wrote down a few minutes ago, I feel like I could flip flop a few of them you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was It was tough. Not saying that that wasn't the case with the R&B, because that one, that was some good shit in this decade, for sure. But the rap was tough, man.
1: It is. Because like, like like I said, I went with objective and now my favorite is like, objectively, I could make an argument for one, two or three all to be switched. Yeah, like my top three could all be switched. Like two could be one, three could be one. Three could be two, two could be three, one could be two, one could, like, any, they could all switch with each other. Yeah. So let's get, oh, go ahead.
2: Man, I'm, like, I'm I'm so big on albums. I know I keep saying that, but that's, like, that's why this is so hard for me to rank, because, like, there's a difference between, you know, just being the best rapper, or there's a difference between being a really good singles kind of guy. You know what I mean? And then putting together the album is a whole nother art form. And like so that's something
1: I think like our criteria for this, I think, is because we didn't say it, but I feel like it's impact, longevity, and then just amount of skips in the way the album sounds together. I feel like that's all our four qualities, because I feel like we, me and you judging it the same. Yeah. So, but I right, so, just want to throw that out. Uh, okay. I got I got a six. Like I had to throw in number six just cause, but you can start off at five if you if you got an honorable mention, you can say it.
2: I got way too many honorable mentions, so I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm a just stay at number five. So number five, I got probably gonna be a surprise, but I got Travis Scott rodeo.
1: Yo, that's lit. I can't hate on that.
2: That was that was a crazy. I think that was when he started separating himself because he had shit before that was really good that people respected you know what i mean and then rodeo really let people know like okay this ain't just one of them
3: auto-tuning
2: ass niggas like he he's an artist you know what i mean and even though he's not the most lyrical rapper he's not the most um vocally gifted vocalist you know what i mean But somehow the way his voice sound on them beats and he put the reverb and he come in with these fucking crazy ad libs and he know, he know the right bag to be in. He, bro, he, he, Travis something special. Like I feel like Travis, one of those dudes that we look back at, you know, 20, 30 years from now and we was, we, we look at him as one of the goats. You know what I mean? Oh, he
1: is to me. He, you know how we have for our generation, we have Drake, Kendrick, Cole. He mm-hmm. is the net. He is in that next generation's top three or whatever you gonna say. He's he's he separated himself like the stadium tour argument that we always do. But on top of that, not only can he do a stadium tour, he has the music to back it up and the impact yeah. and the uh the impact on the culture. He changed sound the way that music goes from here and then his, his music backs it up like he has the total package don't like whether or not you you think he's saying anything musically he makes you feel something like it with this with this list it's either how they make you feel or what they say and he's a make you feel something type of artist sure
2: so his, I, I his whole thing is about the experience too i've never been to his show but after watching uh nuts
1: the, fucking nuts
2: bro after watching the the shitty put on netflix I gotta make it to one before he stopped doing shows. You know what see, I mean? I want to go to one of
1: his own. Like, because see, when I saw him, he was opening up for Kendrick on the damn tour, and that was amazing. But I want to see a Travis show.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I that's a totally did. different experience. Bet yeah. Like, and arguably, I think Travis has one of the best mixtapes of the decade as well with Days Before the Rodeo. Oh. That, that shit was immaculate, bro. Yep. Like, that was one of the best Young Thugs with the, the Skyfall shit. Yo, that shit was nuts. That's
2: oh, yeah. Travis <laughs> is good with it, bro. Travis is good with
1: it. My I'm Travis sorry. still bonky. Yo, that's <laughs> no, bro. That's my shit, fam. I love Travis cool Scott. Dude, and the yo, rodeo's amazing. Like, oh I still don't think Quavo and Travis have made a better song than Oh my this side. Yeah. Like that's Crazy. the best song. Like that song is amazing.
2: Thirty five hundred was nuts.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, let
2: me pull up this track list.
1: Like it and is. I I, like, think, I, a phenomenal
2: I, I I slept on how good that was, even though I put it on at number five. But that was one of them for me that I know I I listen to way too much.
1: Because I always you know? go back and argue what's better, rodeo or days before the uh birds birds and Trap sing McKnight. like in rodeo pray for love nine zero two one zero. Man, uh, I don't fuck waste it. But
2: Juicy J was nasty waste too. Uh,
1: I like uh, Nightcrawler. Maria, I'm drunk is something different.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Flying, that I'm... shit was cold, oh, yeah, bro. That shit fire. was cold. But Antidote. Ooh, this was a good one. Oh man, that was a good album. Yes,
1: it was. Tra- I like that pick, Travis Scott, because I don't have any Travis on my thing, but I think Travis should be up there. And number six, I had to throw this in there. Teflon Don slash Nothing was the same. I had to put both of those in there. Rick Rock, that's damn near one of, like, if you want to say a traditional rap album that that's in the vein of 90s, that is an amazing rap album for today where it's talking uh, motivational shit, like just the, the street talk, amazing, amazing album, front to back, beautiful, and then nothing was the same. To me, that's Drake's most complete album. And I know you're going to be like, well, how is it higher? The impact of Nothing Was The Same wasn't as big as the one that was up there. But Nothing Was The Same for me is my favorite Drake album. I can argue it for it being the best Drake album. But if we're talking albums of the decade, it has to be at number six. Drake could have two in the top five. He should probably. But I didn't want to be biased, Lynn and put Drake in two. I could argue for it. But what Nothing Was The Same does one of the best intros of this decade with Tuscan Leather. And then you see Drake going to his pops' bag with "Hold On, We're Going Home." Started from the bottom, uh, was a rap song that niggas thought was fire, and then it became pop. And then you get the uh, the the J Joint with Pound Cake, uh freaking what's the uh Connect? Oh man, Connect was my shit. Like nothing was the same. Was an amazing Drake album. And I'm trying I'm trying to pull up the track list right now, not that I forget any of the damn songs. Own It, uh, From Time with Janae Aiko. That's when Janae Aiko started popping off and people were like, yo, who's this girl? The language with Birdman. I fucked all me, 2 Chains, and Big Sean. Not saying that I put Big Sean and 2 Chains on the map, but it's like, it's just showing you who the guys of this decade that Drake think is out there and those guys become popular. That was one of them. Nothing Was The Same was a phenomenal album. And I think that was the album that, put like the album that we're gonna say put Drake to superstar but this album showed that he could sustain it and maybe take it to another level which he ended up doing. This was the this was the uh second at bat after he had a grand slam if that makes sense or Kobe just scored a 81 point game how does he follow it up he follows it up with like a 50 60 point game. Not saying that this wasn't a eight because this was as good as the 81 point game maybe more efficient. Yeah it wasn't as many points as the eighty-one game. It may it might have got him fifty points, but it was more efficient where he shot a better percentage.
2: Yeah, I, I I could definitely agree with that. And I didn't think of it like that until you started reading back the tracklist, and I'm like, "Yo, I that really it. was a complete ass album." Like it's you can't really talk shit about pretty much any of his albums, but that yeah. one for sure not. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like I think this is the Drake fans' favorite. Like. And I know people might say, take, but like, to me, this is, if you're a Drake fan, it doesn't get better than this album.
2: Yeah. And yeah. like,
1: and he has great albums after this, but it's just, what this album did, man, it was just, and seeing this album live, maybe played an effect to how much I love it, but the whole package for this album worked.
0: Yeah. From
1: the cover... Like, like yeah, cover kind of started that. the meme, like not saying I, it started <laughs> the theme wave, but it was one of the famous memes.
2: Yeah, I, I I definitely could say the cover even before I played it, I knew it was gonna be some crazy shit, and I don't know why, I don't know what makes that cover so hard, but it is. It's and just one one, it's like when
1: people show their faces, like yo, you know, it's something real. Yeah, bro. It, it, like
2: that's one of those memorable projects. Like I feel like I need to start like a vinyl collection or something and get. A vinyl of that. I need to get one of that just one, so yeah. I could have that physically. You know what I mean? I got
1: one of the other. I got the other one, and we are gonna get to the other one, but yeah, I, I got the other one for sure on vinyl. Yeah. But I definitely want this one because this one's amazing. Like it really is. Nothing was the same. Was a phenomenal album. But at number five, I got Acid Rap. So, okay. Chant to me, the reason why I put it at number five because I had never seen the culture so enamored with one artist from a mixtape like we were enamored with Chance. Not just black people, white people. It was, it was everybody. Chance yeah. had that Drake effect where not only the street niggas could like it, the hood niggas could like it, the, the suburb niggas could like it, the, the college kids, the girls, the, anybody could like Chance. And what he did with the druggy artistic raps, it was, it was like, yo, this dude is not, ha- not, on- not only does he have content, but he can really, really rap. Because yeah. this was the transition into the phase of pre-mumble rap, but SoundCloud era where people weren't really rapping. And it was like, wait, this dude just put this out? And this, is, this album is why people still hold Chance to such a high regard that they hold him to. Yeah. Without I, this album, Chance would not be who he is today.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think it was, it's because when he dropped this, it was in the midst of that. Like think about where he's from. So he he a Chicago nigga. Oh he yeah, was
1: the drill shit.
2: And he came out in the middle of the whole drill movement where Chicago sound was completely the opposite of what acid rap was. That's- and what was crazy was acid rap was something that
1: i had never like even
2: heard before bro and
1: since and since, like yeah he hasn't even made anything like that since
2: which is crazy right, i don't yeah, know how you got so far away from it not saying that his newest stuff is bad because i still i still rock that Chance. problem was hard yeah we we, like, gonna, I mean, we, we gonna we gonna look over the the, the latest project but fucking <laughs> uh
0: Color he, great.
2: yeah coloring book project. great great project like the dude he's a talented artist you know what I mean? But I remember the first time hearing uh, Cocoa Butter Kisses. Oh, that nuts. shit, bro, I was like, yo, this man is nice. Like, I remember like, immediately, everybody was at the time, it was probably like that piff or Spinrilla or something. I remember I hopped on that bitch quick as fuck. Like, I need to download everything this man got. If and this is what he coming out skips. With, yeah, bro. That was a like, complete, and, and a mixtape. It was like a complete yeah. mixtape.
1: And all original, like, I just remember like, being in college and just going to different college campuses, partying with different people that I went to high school with and just traveling, being a bad freshman, but just going around to different, like going to Loyola, yo, you heard that acid rap. Going to LSU, yo, you heard that acid rap. Going to Texas, yo, you heard that acid rap. Back to Millsaps, yo, you heard that acid rap. Going to Bama, yo, you heard that acid rap. Like it wasn't just one, se- it was everywhere from, yeah. and it's like, and when you went to a chance show, Everybody belting out cocoa butter kisses. Ju- I got the juice, like, no, yeah, bro. That, that was album fun. was special, bro. Yeah, and he that, had like he doesn't really mean anything. Push a man, like, nah, nah, dog. This shit, the, the Bronson feature, the Beano feature, the abs smoke again, the ab soul feature, acid rain itself, chain smoke, like, nah, a- a- good ass outro, nah, bro. Chance, Chance ain't been nothing like this since he really has. Yeah. I wish if- he would get back to that.
2: What because I feel like he was drugging heavy at that point in his life. Probably, Maybe it's yeah. that
1: it might be. I don't, know,
2: I don't know what it, what it would happen, but he, like, he got changed. Off
1: the acid, like Wayne got off the lean and it's and a little different.
2: A lot of people they give him they give him trouble about the content. Like he Talk about his family and his wife. And like honestly, bro, I'm at an age where like I feel like I'm not old, but I'm at an age where the party shit is not what I want to hear all the time. You know what Fact. I mean? So it's like and that it's not
1: a, that it, it has to be that. It's just, I don't, there's a way to do that. And it just, the way he chose, it sounded like some kid. Like, it sounded yeah, too nice. Yeah, there you go. Like, he got yeah. too clean cut. Yeah. And I think that's why. And especially just because we. He don't have to do the drugs. He just, just get back to like a more. I don't even want to say grimy, but like a more mature sound. Like, don't yeah. dumb your sound down just to to say you're putting out positive music. No, still like, give us some some deeper, darker beats, bro. Like everything don't have to be church choir music. Now, if you and there's nothing wrong with you making that, but like you made church choir music before that didn't sound like that.
2: Yeah, uh, he made one of the the hardest church choir song songs in a, yeah. <laughs> ever. So, he maybe he just need to team up with Ye. Maybe that's what it is. Get get Ye back in there. I
1: don't even know. We're not going. I'm not going <laughs> talk about Ye yet.
2: But <laughs> what you got at number four? All right. So this this might be. I was debating moving this one up. It was real tough, but I got Kendrick. Dam number four
1: oh real so you gonna have two kendricks on that nigga's gonna be mad at me i only got one kendrick
2: yeah Uh, you you know you know what i got the the other one we ain't even gotta say that one but damn very underrated and i i don't know if it was because of the point it like i was at in my life whenever this dropped but this album dropped when i was deployed so like i just had a bunch of time to just like music is what was getting me through bro because you got a picture like i was I was in the middle of the fucking Middle East just every day. I can't wait to go home, bro. I got to get out this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So music was what was pulling me through. And this album, I'm saying it resonated with everybody, though, because I remember going around the base. Everybody had their little Bluetooth speaker and shit. They'd be outside chilling, you know, because it wasn't much to do. you just be out there shooting the shit, listening to music. And I passed by everybody's speaker. And it was damn playing. Everybody, bro. And just like you said, like the white people, the black people, the old people, the young people, like everybody was jamming damn. Like I think he he found a way to make a mainstream sounding project without sacrificing the real, it's if our, that makes yeah, sense. No, you know I what agree. I mean? Like I feel like that's that's kind of where chance was hoping to take his situation, like it with the with the new content, he just didn't find the right way to do it. But damn, sounded real like, oh, I could hear this playing on the radio, you and know. And I mean? love the
1: aesthetic of it too, like the whole Kung Fu Kenny thing. I just think it worked, like, yeah. He and that's almost tapping into old hip hop because older hip hop used always had that martial arts. Kung Fu aspect to it, from Wu Tang to all those old East Coast hip hops, and him using DJ Kid Capri even fits with that even more. It was like him tapping into the old school sound, but still being relevant to today's radio sound, but in still keeping that integrity. Such a great rap album.
2: Yeah, I I'm
1: I'm I'm sad I don't have it on my list. It's just I yeah. feel it like that would included the top ten. That would have been like number eight, number
2: yeah. seven. Yeah, I don't know, and it could be just maybe maybe people don't rank that album as high as i do but for some reason bro that one like really connect to me and i think it like the more towards the tail end of the decade you get i don't know why but i i I felt like damn i can't throw that one in there because i felt like it was too recent when you talk in the decade Mm -hmm. but damn deserve it to me that was like complete complete body of work it took you different places he had the the love track with Zachariah he had his his usual Kendrick rapping tracks you know what I mean like he he took you everywhere that you needed to go in one project and didn't disappoint in any of the bags and it all flowed together smooth so damn number four for me
1: I feel a and I it should probably be on there the, the own my number four is it's not a hot take because I feel like this is the most underappreciated album of the decade and I, I'll never take for granted what this dude said because it struck with me and it's why I put this album on here because of how good it sounded and this these people affected music as well and it just, his story from being the tooted and booted rapper and when he said I was the only nigga in the West to make it without Dre, it stuck stuck with me and with Mustard Producing a lot of the the sound of the game going forward went with DJ Mustard, and without this album, you don't get that. I'm going YG My Crazy Life. Okay. This album, to me, was fucking phenomenal. From... BPT to I just want to party left right bick and back being bull meet the flockers my nigga do it to you me and my bitch what who do you love like nah bro like sorry mama bumped and like he got people saying bick and back he got people doing the whole substitute disease for the bees like yeah it, he made he he gave people an insight into what it was being a blood like and yeah. robbing people in the in the houses of LA, like. This was a story album and it painted a picture where an album later down my line gave me a different perspective of the West. This gave you the perspective of someone in the life and telling you how they lived while still making music that sounds good, feels good, but it still tells you a story.
2: Yeah. And I think he also came at a good time for the West, too. They, they, was, they, was they were elevated, bro. To, to be real, like before him, I think it was, it was very tired. Like I felt like their the the West Coast music, and I I'm I'm not saying any artists from the West Coast because obviously there was artists from the West Coast that was still doing it, but especially now that I live here on the West Coast, like the West Coast they have their own sound. You know what I mean? Like they got that that those artists that you only know. You know, like the Mac Dre's, the Andre Nicotina's, like those, yeah. that real <laughs> rap West Coast sound that exhibit. they fuck with. Exactly. Niggas like that. You know what I mean? Niggas
1: down here only know Exhibit for fucking Pimp My Ride. For
2: real though. <laughs> but one of one of my boys, bro, when I was in the military, he he was from the Bay. And he put me on mad shit from the Bay. And he was one of them like... He was young but he still had like that old soul. He only fucked with like the throwback shit. He'd be listening to, you know, shit from the 90s, like 90s rap that was on his playlist. And it wasn't just like, oh, I feel like listening to the old school. Like that was just his all the time bag. But yeah. he put me on so much Mac Dre and uh Andre Nicotino, people like that like and it was hard, bro. Like and I I I would listen to it and at first it kind of caught me off cuz it was just Older than the current sound, but the west coast really had a whole culture, and I think, especially with that album, YG brung the crown back to the west.
1: Oh, yeah, bro! With YG and Kendrick, and I don't know who you put third, but to me, YG and Kendrick are kind of doing with not saying that they're the same style of this artist, but the way Pac and, and, and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre put the west on uh yg kendrick and i guess you'll say schoolboy brought it back yeah and and like
2: i think back. that that album was the the moment where the the shift started happening again because yeah. they had they went quiet for a little bit man like it was like a lot of a lot of the west coast music and when i say that i mean not cali artists again like that that real west coast sound like everybody who was doing that, it just didn't sound current. You know what I mean? Like they were coming out with a bunch of shit, and it just wasn't hitting. And then YG brought that sound. I think honestly, I think he saved the culture. Like him and him and Nip kept that real Cali sure, sound yeah. there. Like because everybody else kind of strayed from it, and the, and the game too. I can't I can't sleep on the game. The, the game, game, yeah, the game was before too. them, but one hundred
1: percent. No, I agree with that fact. Like what my crazy life was just something that I didn't think I would love as much as I did. And maybe this is one of my favorites instead of Objective Best, but to me, this is the most underappreciated album of the like rap album of the decade, one of them at least. And I know Freddie Gibbs Pinata should be on like I I get all that. Like there's other ones that are underappreciated, but to me, YG doesn't get the credit he deserves for my crazy life. Yeah. That was amazing. What you got at number three?
2: Number three, I got my guy Kendrick again. Good kid, Mad City.
1: Damn! Wait, yo, wait. Did you put, yo, wait? It, this is crazy. If you put what I uh, what I put higher than um, damn, we might have it in different orders, but that's cool. Let's talk about it. Or wait, sure. wait, oh wait, uh, hmm. yeah. Talk. You say your things, cause I'm gonna save mine. You save your things.
2: You, you say oh your man, things. it's so it's so tough because I I wanna I wanna explain why I got it at at three. Oh, go ahead. You know what I mean? But I don't want to give away my two-in-one yet, but fucking good kid, Mad City. I don't even know how to explain what that album did. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those where it's like, it did something. Like, especially at a point where older heads, at least, was like, hip-hop is dead. Like, they thought it was no more hope for... Real music, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, obviously, he he won his area because he he was obviously the best from where he was from. But I think once the rest of the country kind of picked up on what he was doing, because like Section Eighty and all that shit, he he established himself as who he was. You know what I mean? It just kind of took a minute I'm for everybody to, to come talk around. about
1: it because I because I got a story about that. That's funny. I got a story like. Oh. And it's gonna blow your mind this year because I was like, yo, like yeah. it still it still tripped me out, but now nah, I agree with good oh I'm 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 just waiting because I got a lot
2: about good kid. Good yeah. kid was my that was good kid, that Good kid, Mad City. I think is one of the biggest reasons why there's a lane for people like Cole. Fact. There's a lane for people like and I'm saying just that one specific album with the timing when it released. The quality of it, like honestly, I probably should have moved my top around and put this a little higher because I feel like if I always say this, I can tell when there's like a real hip hop classic album. When if somebody was to come to me that never listened to rap ever and was like, yo. I want to give this rap thing a chance. What album should I start this with?
1: This is one of them. This I would
2: them. definitely recommend Good Kid, Mad City. Like that would be my go-to without a hesitation, without a doubt. If you don't like th- this album, then rap is not for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just there's no ifs ands or buts about it. If you don't like this album, you don't like rap. It was just yeah. that good of an album.
1: No, it really was. Great I'm ooh, I can't wait. All right, number 3 I got, lo and behold, Take Care. Okay, I have Take Care lower than the top two objectively because if I look at Take Care, I already said Take Care isn't Drake's best album. But this is the 81-point game. This is the album that put him, because if you remember, So Far Gone was amazing. Best I ever had, it was like, all right, what does Drake nigga got to do? I was going to a basketball camp at UNO the day, uh, University of New Orleans, the day Thank Me Later dropped. I listened to Thank Me Later all the way, and I'm not taking Joe Budden shit because this actually happened. I listened to Thank Me Later all the way to the camp and all the way back. And Thank Me Later was good, but it didn't live up to my expectations of what I thought this guy could do. And I don't think it lived up to anybody's. When Take Care dropped, and I heard Marvin's Room. I listened to that song all day <laughs> long. Yo. When I heard that fucking song, it was like, what is this guy doing? Like, what is this shit? Yeah, and then dude. leading up to that, <laughs> leading up to Take Care after that, you hear, uh, uh, what's that fucking song? All the little throwaways like Club Paradise and... And tap my name on you, girl, so you know it's real. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay. I hate. see what I see what we getting to. And then when you see none of those songs are on the album, and you're like, wait, what's on the album? And you get headlines shot for me, over my dead body, crew love, take care, Marvin's room, buried alive interlude with Kendrick Lamar, Underground Kings, which was one of the best Drake rap songs to this date. Will Be Fine. Make me proud to the skip. Lord Knows, which is. One of the best collabs with Drake and Rick Ross. Fucking cameras and good ones gone. Yo, And the good ones go. Oh, you gotta take some time. Ty- Yo, don't give me fucking bro. start Doing it wrong with Stevie. <laughs> with fucking yeah, Stevie bro. when that harmonica came at the fucking end. And then the real hurt, Andre 3000. And then the song that will still to this day put me in my feelings. Damn near make me cry. He got two of them. Too much in this one. But this is the first one. Look what you done. I want to call my mama and tell her I love her every time I hit a yeah. fucking song. <laughs> yo, facts. this That's nigga facts, was bro. on one. And then, hell yeah, fucking right. Yo, but wait, we not done yet. And then we take back that ass up and turn it into fucking Pratt, yo.
2: Bro. Practice and, is and this, nuts. this 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 hold, 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 hold on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> bro practice all right so nuts. so this this right here might cause a lot of people to go crazy. I think there's gonna be a good time to reveal that take care is my number two, by the way. Facts uh,
1: okay. I figured so,
2: it yet. <laughs> fucking practice. If there's no practice, there's no Tory Lane's chick tape. Yeah, <laughs> let's go on oh, god, oh god, there's no Tory Lane's chick tape. If practice is not a song,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take. I might like practice more than a real back that ass up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, bro. That that's the one. That's the one. And like, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of throw in my two cents just because this is my number two as well. But I really do feel feel like
1: we can open discuss this one because like yeah, go ahead.
2: I feel like if you were to go like back in time, like in a time machine. You know how they say like if like if you went back in a time machine and like altered the timeline how everything would be fucked up without this, this one, one thing. Yeah. like let's say if somebody fucked Drake up right before take care and we never got this album <laughs> bro we might be stuck with crazy sounding music right yeah. now like we might still be stuck in that early 2000s mid-2000s type oh, rap <laughs> like we we might still be hearing that like Old school, like simple little beats that crank that soldier boy type yeah. shit, like we might still be in that bag the without a snap era, bro, he took rap and turned it into like because before that bro rap wasn't really I don't know what's the word it wasn't it wasn't
1: singing it was it, it wasn't like it, it wasn't as melodic like not, and not and, even
2: and, melody, but it's like it wasn't even musical like it yeah. was like like a lot of our beats was just. Not saying that anything was like trash because there, there was give, like a lot of You gotta good give Forty shit.
1: his pro- like Forty in the weekend gotta get credit for this out because like the production exactly. on this shit they was, took Forty's a producer of the j- decade himself. Exactly,
2: like, exactly, bro. They they took musically, they took like the production-wise, what you would hear from top level pop tracks or top level uh r&b so any any other genre outside of rap and they brought that to rap music and i think that forced everybody to have to pick their game up like nobody was really on that level as far as like production wise i don't know if that's making sense but like no i get you they (laughs) they pushed the genre forward with that one so this was definitely a, a for sure number two
1: The fact that Kendrick has his own interlude on this shit tells you, like, what the fuck is up with this one. And that was
2: hard, bro. That Kendrick interlude was so hard. And I remember not realizing that was Kendrick until some time after that. And, like, I knew it. Like, picture when the song came out and I saw the track list. It said Kendrick Lamar. And at the time, I wasn't all the way familiar with him. I knew he was, but wasn't all the way familiar with him. But then after Good Kid, Mad City, and then I go back and visit, I'm like, yo... Wait, that's Kendrick. That's, him, yeah. that's Kendrick. And my mind was blown. Like Drake, very underrated with finding people.
1: And, and that goes to my story. Might as well tell it now. And but it, it, I'm not gonna spoil anything for my number one. But just let me say this. Saw Drake, li- I've seen Drake live for every show except Drake versus Lil Wayne. Anything pre-take care. And then I might I missed um. The most recent one. I didn't go to the most recent one. But I might have missed, like, I missed, like, his beginning shit and ever since Take Care, like, maybe, like, two of his shows. Like, I went to uh, the one after you, if you're reading this. I didn't. And, and I think I went to the More Life one. I didn't go to the Scorpion. One. So, yeah. Been to Jungle Allem. Club, the Club Paradise Tour had openers of ASAP Mob with ASAP Rocky and Kendrick Lamar. When I tell you, you can't find a show like that to this day. You will never find a show as big as that booking was because other shows had J. Cole on it, too. You'll never there will never be a tour like that again. That tour was absolutely fuck. ASAP Rocky, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Big Sean was on some dates in Drake. At yeah. Take Care Drake. And when you see this live, when he sang shot for me, when he sang Over My Dead Body, you knew it was just different time. Cause this nigga sang this live and it sounded different than the fucking song, but still sounded fucking immaculate. Practice. Yeah. Like when people were making fun of him, because I remember this was when I was getting really into heavier rap right before this album. When into interviews and shit. Like not as heavy as I am now, but this was the start of it. Seeing interviews of Drake having to uh do singing lessons and take singing classes when he was after Thank Me Later, they did like a little MTV documentary of like him getting ready to make Take Care and it was like, yo, I did this. And when you hear him on I'm on one saying like I'm back, like nigga, it's, it's about to be on. Like he told you in DJ Khaled's I'm on one what he was about to fucking do. And without this album, like you said, the decade doesn't like this set the decade off. Honestly, it did. It, it did.
2: So I get why you have added number two, and it, and it it pushed everybody in the right direction. Like it, it really, it really forced niggas to have to like go back to the studio and be like, "All right, we gotta scrap that. Whatever we was working on, we need to come up with something different." Because that's that was like he set the immediate standard. Like that was the bar. Like I don't know if you remember, but everybody wanted to go get auto tune and start singing after that. Yeah,
1: no, you this know a classic. I mean? Like, I'm I, enough time is like. And I know people always like, oh, does Drake have a class? Like, come on, bro. Like, let's not even do this no more. Take care is a fucking classic. Yeah, that's
2: bro. If anybody argue that take care is not a classic, they are nuts.
1: And it only to me it only has one skip. And make me proud, I used to fuck with. Like, it's just I just heard it too much. Yeah. So and 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 people gonna say, What about the take care joint with Rihanna? What about the take care joint with Rihanna? That shit was fucking hard.
2: (laughs) Super hard, yeah. <laughs> hey, tripping. <laughs> Yo, but that that lead me that lead me into my my number one album. Oh yeah, that, talk, that talk also, about your number
1: one because I'll talk about my number two, and I don't want to overstep you. So you you say your number one because we have the same number one and two. Okay. So
2: you my, you say yours first, it's like I know my, that's your
1: that's your shit.
2: Yeah, bro. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and I, I debated between take care and and my beautiful dark Twisted Fantasy for number one but I had to give it to Ye and I feel like the only reason I even thought about it is because of like Ye recent shit you know what I mean but then I really think back to who Ye was and how influential he was you know what I mean like with his sample work the way he put collabs together like he
1: this album was special
2: super special man to the cover art like i I think exactly bro like he he slipped so deep into a persona with this album that i don't know if you remember but people legit thought this nigga was like the devil when he came out with this like they thought he saw his fucking soul and all this other shit that he tapped into some crazy shit that that was the only way he could get music this good you know what i mean and like obviously that's all bullshit but it's like that's how great this album was. Like, I, I still don't think there'll ever be a song harder than Devil in a New Dress.
1: Yo, It'll be a that's... long
2: time before somebody convinced me that that's not song of the decade.
1: And, and you remember how I talked about, like, a coupling of songs? Bro, to go from all of the lights... Well, let, let's, even, let, let's not even do that. To go from power to all of the lights to monster to so appalled... To yeah. so appalled... To Devil in the New Dress to Runaway? nah fam, that's a special, that's a special, that's a special set of songs. Yeah, bro. Like and, oh, Devil man. in the New Dress is fucking am- like yo, nah that beat, bro. Like nah, bro. And then I- I'm so appalled, Spaulding, boy. yo, like nah. all
2: of y'all can suck my <laughs> balls through my drawers. Yeah, that shit, bro. Crazy. Like, nah,
1: and then when the RZA come on and he changes whole sound that fucked me up every time and then I always do my RZA voice like nah that shit is amazing
2: Bro and honestly that was the song that made me start fucking with Saha I had never really yeah, fucked with true. Saha before that but I was like yo this nigga cold bro you killed that you know what I mean
1: And it look oh but yo wait can I call out Ye real quick just cause he threw in shots at Donald Trump now he Donald Trump homie that's all I gotta say Yeah
2: for
1: sure for sure <laughs> that's that funny oh, but nah bro this album you can't take away from this album this album is special
2: very was it? didn't didn't this wasn't this the album with the chris rock um little interlude I th- thing i think so classic bro if that let me let me fact check that <laughs> i don't want to say I think
1: it, so uh it might i don't know i don't know it could i been. don't know but when I but yo, the RZA champagne wishes with dirty white bitches, you know what this
2: yeah. is?
0: Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yo, that's
2: bro, my shit. That was hard. <laughs> that's and The crazy thing shit. was like at the time, I didn't know what the fuck these niggas was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But like now that you go back, bro, as an adult and you start to understand like shit that's going on in society, like these niggas was spitting some shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they it was spitting some shit.
1: Shit is nuts, and like you said, by Devin the that beat, bro, like, dun, 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 dun. like, no, bro, that shit is oh, hard, bro. The,
2: the the hardest part about that song is the extremely long pause between Yay and Ross verse. Like, there's just like a minute of beat, and then Ross start rapping, and he just started eating, bro. Yeah,
1: he like, did. That
2: was one of Ross's hardest verses.
1: Facts. No, I agree. Oh, oh well, God. I got a question for you. Who had the hardest verse on Monster? Jay-Z, Rick Ross, Nikki, or
2: yeah That's tough, man. What you
1: gonna say? What, let's see what you got. huh? What you got? Because I know mine. My, mine I, is Nikki.
2: I, I, man, and Nikki did murder that, bro, but I gotta go Jay. Uh, I gotta go Jay. Jay.
1: Okay. Because okay. Jay wrong with murdered
2: that. that, bro.
1: Yeah, he did. They all did though. That's the Sasquatch, crazy thing. Godzilla, King Kong, Lockman.
0: <laughs>
1: <That's laughs> murdered that, tough, bro. bro. That was, oh fucking, pull up in our monster automatic of gangster, <laughs> fucking, yeah,
0: bro.
1: with Nikki a bad 8. bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Like, nah, that was a different Nicki Minaj. That was different. 8. That was a different Nicki Minaj. That is why, to me, I can never put Cardi B above Nicki Minaj because. Nicki Minaj gave me a monster verse, like yo, I can't, I can't, bro. Cause Nicki, at that point, after that verse, before her album dropped, it was like yo, Young Money is the Young Money's the label of the decade. Like I'm sorry, like he got Nicki Wayne and Drake, Like T D is a close second. T D is a very close second, but yeah. With, with, but like, man, like you said, my bar. And then Runaway, Bl- Blame Game with John Legend, fire, fire. Yeah. fire. The Bonnie Vare song, fire!
2: Oh man, that that fucking blame game, bro. That was yeah, ble-
1: that was my shit.
2: That was the one, bro. I don't know what it is, bro, but when John Legend link up with these rap niggas, he be on another level, bro. <laughs> oh man, he another tough, underrated bro. nigga, bro. Let's play the niggas, blame. Niggas sleep on time, bro. Yo, yeah, they do. They do. When he, when he pop up on them rap collabs, cause I I don't know if you noticed that, but. I say about once or twice a year, bro. He get a random hook on some rap nigga shit. This year was the Nipsey and DJ Khaled shit, but like he always just pop up on a rap song. Like I feel like he do that to stay relevant in the the hip hop world. And he be murdering them bitches, bro. Like I don't yeah. think I ever heard John Legend miss.
1: No, I'm with like nah, especially with no, with Game, not especially with not a rap. Player. That shit was hard, but that's sh- that's your number one. That's my number two. For my number one, I had good kid, Mad City. And like I said, my number one, two, and three can alternate at any given point. But when like I like I was saying, when I went to that Drake concert, Kendrick opened up, and that was when section he had just had section 80 and uh overly dedicated and, and niggas in the crowd were booing. Like I'll never forget this as long as I live. There's like bring ASAP Mob back or put Drake on the stage, but get this nigga from the West Coast out of here. Everybody in New Orleans was boo- like, "Nigga, it was, it was." I've never seen that before. That's he great. performs is set, and I'm hyped, because I, 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 like I heard Michael Jordan, I had heard Section 80, Ronald Reagan, all that shit. And I was loving it, and shout, shout out shout to my homie JJ, he put me on, and it was like, "Yo, we came here for that." Like that shit was like we came here to see him and Drake. I didn't, I didn't know who ASAP Rocky was. My homie Caleb knew who it was, but he didn't know who Kendrick was. He was part of people like bring ASAP Rocky back, and it was like, "Yo, so this is in 2011, this nigga's getting booed, right?" He comes out and puts out, in 2012, Good Kid, Mad City. And I remember hearing Sleeping Pools on Digital Drip, and I was like, yo, this is nuts. A week later, more people talking about it. A week later, it's on the radio. I hear it late night, which means it's the new slot. Two weeks later, it's being played during the day. A month later, it's it's like one of the highest played rap songs, and it's like, whoa, white people liking this. And then you hear... Money Trees is the only thing for shade. And that's just how I feel. And it was just, it was nuts. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Like, nah, bro. Like, what Kendrick Lamar did with this album to tell the story, because it felt like a rap album. It sounded like a rap album. It made you feel that it was a good rap album, a classic one. But when you listen to the story, because the music sounds good, but it's the story that he tells of a kid who wasn't in a gang, but that had to survive in a situation where they had gangs all around him. And how does he grow up in that, that environment where he True. is truly a good kid in a mad city. And we see where YG's my crazy life is the perspective of the person in the gang. Kendrick yeah. is the friend of the gang member. And you see how he's being pulled from all sides. Cause he may have a friend who's a crip, a friend who's a blood and they're forcing him to choose. And it's like, how do I get home? And it's, Fucking amazing. Backseat Freeze, like, knob, nah. Art of Peer Pressure. Poetic Justice with Drake. See, I wish Kendrick and Drake would do more collabs, because, like, this was amazing. Good Kid, Mad City, Sing About Me. Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is still one of my, arguably one of my favorite songs on the fucking album. Oh, and boy. Black Boy, Fly. Damn. It's a bonus track, but it's fucking dope. Compton, the recipe, like, talk about no skips. I don't think this album has a skip. I
2: don't. Yeah, maybe
1: bro. real with Anna Wise, maybe.
2: Oh, man, nah, definitely no skips. I'm looking and I'm trying to think of one.
1: I don't see any, nah, because I don't count the bonus tracks. But even the bonus tracks are hard.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm counting the bonus tracks. I'm still. I love
1: st- like I love Black Boy Fly. Yeah, Black I'm Boy. still That's, shit. I still listen to that shit. Still
2: not skipping, bro. But like, and and again, this is another one of those albums that when I first heard it, I wasn't listening how I should have been. You know what I mean? Cause that's mm-hmm. that's one thing about like art that I realize is that you got a lot of people who are listening for like surface value. So they're gonna listen to the beat. They're gonna listen to how he, you know, he sound over the track. And, you know, if that that's enough to give them a vibe, they like, all right, this, I fuck with this. <clears throat> but when you really start diving deep into what good kid mad city was
1: the whole religious concepts the concepts of alcoholism in the black community would swim like oh my and then like the the idea of should i fall to the temptation of lust like everything in this album bro it's it's taught in college classes for a reason
2: yeah I, I, i honestly bro i think that this album needs to be In, in, like, on the big screen, like, they need to figure out a way to make a movie out of that. You know what I mean? Because I think, I think the message behind this album is something that every minority, every black person for sure, but every, every minority, anybody who feels like they are in a situation where they're not set up to win, they should, they should do a little deep dive on this. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, he honestly, he told, what it was like to come from that area somewhere where he was destined to not be what he is Facts. you know what I mean like just looking at his situation you would never ever you know if somebody would have looked at you know little kid Kendrick they would you're not betting any money that he turned into what he turned into you know what I mean but he did it you know what I mean because he was aware of what was going on yeah, and and he man. he in the songs, you can literally hear him go back and forth from like, yo, this this lifestyle that they live in, like, man, it, I know it's wild and it's fucked up, but it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same, he's like it's they're the my same friends. Shit. Yeah, bro, it's the same shit that and I'm saying even I had experiences like that as a kid, like I can remember being around certain shit that even as it was going down, I was like, yo, I shouldn't be doing this. But you got that pressure, like yo, they gonna think I'm a lame nigga if I don't go yep. fuck with them. Or they gonna they gonna clown me. Or, I'm a I'm a you know I gotta show up for these females or whatever it is at the time. You know what I mean? And I think he was actually speaking a message that is important, and that's that's what's lacking with rap these days. But that's that's, that's what started hip hop. Period. Like just to push a message. It was like that's what the culture was. You know what I mean? And like for him to find a way, and I know I said this about damn, but it's like he found a way to do all of that and not compromise the music. You and know this what I mean?
1: was and, and like and it's even crazier with this one because he wasn't trying to make swimming pools a radio hit. He wasn't trying to make uh Money Trees a radio hit. He wasn't trying to make Mad City a radio hit. It just worked because he was honest and true to himself. Yeah. Like and, it just worked like to have white people say yak 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 no, like no bro like bro, nah bro.
2: Honestly that that hit so crazy in that demographic it made me start to not like that song. You know what See, I mean? Like it was just so
3: overplayed. everybody
2: was playing that. You know what I mean? And that's that's crazy that he did that honestly. Like when you and look had at multiple
1: it, one like in in the way what he's ta- like the fact that he's talking about what he's talking about and he does that. And it's not just one it's Mad City swimming pools, bitch. Don't kill my vibe. Money tree. It's multiple ones off of this where he's talking real shit about black problems, and it relate. It it, it transcended the 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 uh the race. It transcended to yeah. to multicultural people. Like this album was accepted by
2: everybody. Yeah, and he he really opened the door for all the artists that come in that lane. Be
1: themselves, him. yeah. You know I mean?
2: Like, cause cause pretty much to make it in rap. Around the time he came up, you had to be making the radio songs. Like you That's, needed the the, the lollipop by Lil Wayne. You needed yep. the the snappy fingers with Lil John. You needed you needed that. You know what I mean? And he, a dance. He, he he literally came up with, you know, raw rap. Like people just had to respect it. And, and, and it's, it's like crazy that it's that right of, was the album.
1: And it, like, but it's like what you said. The old it, to 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 the point where we was at where people didn't know if hip hop would ever sound quote-unquote hip-hop again where old heads were like nah this dude saved it but it's not just old heads that fuck with it it's young heads that fuck with all that other shit is it's everybody like the hipsters and the gangsters all fuck with it alike and it felt like i assume what illmatic felt like for the 90s what blueprint felt like for the for their generation what what no. the chronic so. felt like for their like it just feels like this is our chronic our illmatic our blueprint this is a classic bar none like 100 yeah. it's up there with those albums
2: oh for sure i still i still stand on that statement bro like if, if anybody was looking to no, you're right like that was a good the point. rap like, album that's the one you know what i mean like i, no, I, I honestly don't think as far as like and like you said before like my list was kind of Based on what I listen to the most, like kind of my personal faves. But honestly, if we talking, especially out of these five, if we talking just the best album, Good Kid, M.A.D. City is definitely the best.
1: Like, but see, check. I I feel you on that, but at the same time, I I'm not hating on my Dark Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because, like I said, you could, I would I would be okay if you argue Good Kid, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or Take Care, any one of those three. Could be one to it, like it could, they could all alternate. It's just personal preference. But those three artists, as much as I don't like Kanye, I feel like the artists of the decade, at least in rap, Drake, Kendrick, and, and Ye. Yeah, in, in, in that order
2: for sure.
0: I,
1: I, man, I, man, that's just so bored. tough
2: because, like, I look at this top three and the Kanye, Drake, and Kendrick album, they are all are similar level of like influential
0: yeah
1: just in three artists. total
2: different directions
1: facts no so I it's agree. really
2: it's really hard to kind of rank them because they like I feel like without Drake you don't get some of the new stuff like I honestly I don't think you get a trap soul without taking no Care. fuck no without no. good kid mad city I don't think you get the Coles the Jids the you know, like those type of artists. I don't think you, you, you get that. And then, or at my least you beautiful- don't get
1: cold. You, you get cold. That was making, um, um, what's that song where that he let Nas down on? Uh, I know it's on your plan. Whatever that song was. Yeah, man, he probably I know what you're won't talking Be about. my man. You'll get yeah. more of them. Yeah, like you're not yeah. getting 2014 For sure. Forest Hills drop. You're not getting sure. Born Center. You're not For getting sure. some of the not letting Nas down because. Kendrick showed like be yourself. You can do this this way You don't have to Like no I agree And without Kanye You don't get the Travis Scotts The Cuddies None of that shit Yeah So great list from both of us Say your list again one more time Doom
2: Alright so at uh number 5 I had Travis Scott Rodeo Number 4 Kendrick Lamar Damn Number 3 Kendrick Lamar Good Kid Mad City Number 2 Drake Take Care Number 1 I had Yay with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy.
1: So for me, at number six, I had nothing was the same, slash Teflon Don. At number five, I had Acid Rap. And number four, I had My Crazy Life. And number three, I had Take Care. And number two, I had My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And at number one, I had Good Kid Man City. All right, dude, Let's let, we got we we spent a long time on these albums, but we were passionate about this. And I think that was a great conversation. Let's get through athletes of the decade and hurry up through these last little bit of topics.
2: Alright, so I'm going I'm to I'm rush through my list. I'm going to just go all five. No, it, it was hard to come up with a particular order, and I will say that with my number one, I was very biased, but I'm not apologizing for that. Number five, I had Michael Phelps. Solid. Number four, I had Serena Williams. Solid. Number three, I had Conor McGregor. Ooh, okay. Number two, I had LeBron James. And number one, None other than the GOAT, Drew Brees. Oh! Shout out to my guy, man. Shout yo, out to my guy, Drew that's a, that's a, Yo, let me just say <laughs> he like he
1: said, that's his personal choice. Cause like I know niggas get at his mentions, don't get at mine.
2: <laughs> yo, I'm willing to argue. I've been arguing Drew Brees since he broke that record Monday. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I got time. Y'all mention me. I'm arguing. <laughs>
1: for me at number five, I have Steph and Kevin Durant. I had to throw Kevin Durant in there for talent. And without him, they don't win the extra championship. But what Steph Curry did, he changed basketball. Like, 100%. He changed basketball to the three-point line. And, like, kids these days, whereas people love LeBron, and LeBron's the, one of the best players. But Steph has that effect of when you shoot a shot in, into the trash can, what do you say when you shoot a doom? Kobe. Exactly. Steph has that type of deal when when people are like shooting their crazy threes, Steph, like it's it's some steph shit. Like it's like curry. Like that's what Steph did. At number four for me, I have Simone Biles slash Michael Phelps. Gotta give love to the Olympians because they have to do it every four years. But Michael Phelps dominating the swimming and Simone Biles has ran gymnastics for the past however many long. And he she's arguably one of the She's arguably the best g- gymnast of this decade and of this
2: generation. No so doubt. shout out to I, her. I, I want to throw this in real quick, bro. Shout out to Michael Phelps. Cause I don't think I ever watched swimming Me ever neither. in life before <laughs> this nigga. Yeah, so I agree. He was super influential. He deserved that spot on that list. Cause yeah. I don't think niggas even gave a damn about the swimming portion of the Olympics before this man. So shout out I Michael
1: know. Phelps. Michael Phelps won like what 12 uh 12 um 12 gold medals yep. in the in an Olympics? And like, he did
2: all that while smoking that weed yeah. and didn't apologize for it, so I <laughs> no. fucked with my nigga Michael Phelps, man.
1: <laughs> Michael Phelps is a fool, bro. <laughs> Michael Phelps won gold in the 2012 Olympics in the butterfly, the medley, the, the freestyle, the medley. He won two silvers, and in 2014, he won three goals. In 2016, he won one, two, three, four, five goals. Like, this dude just was winning, bro. 2010, he won one, two, three, four, five goals. 2011, he won one, two, three, four. Like, goal, goal, goal. And if you go back to 2009, right before the decade started, he won another uh, six goals. So Michael Phelps definitely deserves to be on that list. For me at number three, I got Serena Williams. That woman won. She was the top tennis player, number one, from 2013 to 2016. And then she capped that off in 2017 to win the French Open while pregnant. There's no tennis player that's better than her in the history of tennis. She is tennis. She is, she is She's changed the game for forever. That's why when you see these new tennis stars, like, and I don't want to describe her as this, but this is the only way I remember her because I don't know her name. And I'm sorry that this way I'm not trying to identify you by your boyfriend. You're identified by your great tennis skills. And I don't want to say your race because that's even worse, but... YBN Cordae, without Serena Williams, you don't get a, a YBN Cordae's girlfriend who's like the amazing tennis star. I'm trying to, let me pull up her name real quick because I don't want to do that to, her. to women's tennis. But, yeah, no, that- my point is Serena Williams changed the game for forever. So she's at number three for me. And number two, I got the GOAT, the the real NFL GOAT. No offense to Doom. I got <laughs> Tom Brady, bro. Oh, man like yo tom like what's that Wayne line about Tom Brady? Whatever that shit is with Tom Brady. Oh, it's Naomi Osaka. Yeah, without without Serena Williams, you don't get Sloane Stevens and Naomi Osaka, these young African American women who are dominating tennis. But Tom Brady won, bro. Tom Brady won rings, dog. Like you as much as you love Drew Brees, as much as I love Drew Brees, as much as the next man. And Drew Drew got the records, but Tom got the records too. Tom got rings, dog. Like hold on. See oh. and, and
2: I, I can I, I don't know how much time you got, but I can I can argue why Drew made it on my list and not Tom. Cause I I just feel like Tom Brady had the perfect situation to be that. Not taking anything away from his greatness, because he is great. You know what I mean? He is one of the GOATs. But I think without Bill Belichick, without The politics of the NFL just loving the Patriots for whatever reason, he has a different career. Not saying that he wouldn't be successful, not saying that he wouldn't still have rings. But what about Drew with Sean? I think Drew without Sean, it don't happen. But I think, bro, like, because him and and, San Diego
1: wasn't fire.
2: Yeah, but they literally have to overcome the bullshit every year. Like, think about, think back to the early 2000s. Like oh five oh four, we was like the, the what the pels are in the NBA oh, yeah, we to the like, NFL. No,
1: Drew Brees changed the entire narrative of the Saints. I agree like, with that one hundred percent. We bro, he like I, I, That's why
2: he won the enough. Super Bowl with a horrible defense, bro.
1: Yeah, no, and and that's why. <laughs> in bros who ball, we have a con- and I, and I know I'm spoiling a segment, but whatever. You're going to hear it anyway. In Bros Who Ball, we argue about Peyton Manning versus Drew Brees. And I'm choosing Drew Brees. Like, already. Like, that's that's one of our discussions. And I'm choosing Drew Brees because for the things you're saying. But if we talking best athletes of the decade, I got to go by championships. Tom won one in 2018. Tom won one in 2017. And Tom won one in 2014. You dig? Like, that is... That is greatness. All of the age of how old was he in in uh how old was he in two thousand and shit? What is he right now? He forty three or forty yeah, two? He, he forty two. So in two thousand eighteen he was forty one. In two thousand and seventeen he was forty. And then in two thousand and fourteen he was late thirties. That's old man dog.
2: Yeah. Like that, I I give him his props. Accolades-wise, you can't argue him. He got got the best accolades in NFL history. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. Maybe I just like deep diving and thinking too crazy in the shit. But it's like I feel like his road to that was not paved for him, but it was it was set up for him to do that. Not and again, I'm not taking anything from the fact that he actually did it. But it was definitely designed for him to do that. You know what I mean?
1: Hey, no, I, I feel you. And know, I'm like, 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 like we were saying, this is our personal list. So I'm not hating on you with Drew Brees. Like I said, if y'all want to argue, get at him at Lil Doom SJE. At number one, <laughs> I got LeBron James, baby. I'm not hating on the king. The king changed basketball. Yo, player empowerment without LeBron doing what he did. In t- like, without LeBron going to the Heat in 2010, you don't get KD and Steph. You don't like, LeBron, where Michael Jordan, I, Michael Jordan and the Dream Team made basketball an international thing. LeBron James made it the biggest, the, the, the biggest, th- like, and I, know, I don't want to take anything from Jordan because Jordan did make it worldwide. But LeBron made it global to the sense of basketball, to me, if you, I know people in, in America, the most popular sport is football. But basketball is right behind it. And to me, worldwide, basketball is the second most popular sport after soccer. Like, basketball is the shit, bro. And without LeBron James, it doesn't have that. So much so that the league is desperately looking for their new star because LeBron's getting old. And we don't know who's going to take the torch from him.
2: Giannis. That's, well, what that's a whole another whole argument Luka, another day I think, I, Luka would, bro. I
1: think the league really wants Luca To take it so they could be they, really worldwide
2: They they want Luca For that exact reason Just what you said because he more marketable To the international Facts. Audience and to white but, America Yeah but Bro they can't argue my man Giannis My man Giannis is he, He's definitely going to take the LeBron torch
1: I would have argued if, if my boy KD Didn't get hurt he could have took it
2: yeah, I bet he still got a chance. I think K D gonna shake back.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Nah,
2: I I've been I've been listening to him talk since he's been injured and shit. And he been it, working. It sounds like if he wanted to, like if if you know it was, you know, back against the wall situation like you gotta play, he good to play. But he taking his time so when he come back, they ready to do some shit. And I think if he win without the Golden State Warriors situation. Oh,
0: it,
1: it, it raises he his it.
2: Yeah, he goaded. Yeah he no go Whether what oh, is in Brooklyn I don't know what his contract looked like in Brooklyn but I'll say if he do it in Brooklyn he goaded. Oh, they bro, they look good in New York it's old. Yeah. they they he looked nice prior to or let me not say he the nets looked nice prior to him and Kyrie getting there but whatever little changes they made since getting KD and Kyrie bro it's they Kyrie
1: don't, it's, it's they don't
2: Ky- yeah, they don't they don't look the same. So like,
1: and then the funny thing is Kyrie got hurt and they started winning.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: it's Kyrie. Like that's the but we're not talking about that. Let's let's get <laughs> to the because Kyrie is definitely the problem. But yeah, the final two topics we got before we get into bros who bar, and they're both about athletes just to transition. Bruh. And and we don't even have to stay too long, but these niggas clowning. Bruh, why J.R. Smith? But J.R. Smith's wife knows she wrong for doing what she did, posting about God. Father God, bring my husband back. Father God, pray for they, for for my children so they could get their father back in their lives. Because uh, uh, J.R. Smith and his wife are separated because J.R. Smith, shout out to him, is with Candace Patton. And if you don't know who Candace Patton is, that is Iris West from the CW Flash. And she is beautiful. <laughs> so shout out to J.R. Smith. That's fire.
2: Beautiful indeed. Shout like, out to JR, man.
1: Let me find out. I'm trying to find that thing JR said because you remember when I told you I got to read this to the people because this shit is hilarious. Oh, yeah. So J.R. Smith says this to his wife's response about Father God, please bless Candace and JR so they can break up and JR could come back to his family. JR said this IG ain't a place for relationships, but God told me to tell y'all I've been separated for months now. He doesn't understand why his child of God failed to mention that father God. Hashtag, that's all. John Smith a clown, bro. That's hilarious. (laughs) John Smith is a nut.
0: Bro,
2: Bro, he went on there and just straight made fun of her. That's bad, bro. Because you know for her to make that kind of post, she she was hurt. Bro, that was next level like pain. Where like, you know after she posted that shit, and caught her head she immediately regretted that shit
0: oh facts
2: she had to bro that sounded nuts to me (laughs) nuts
1: yeah it was bad it was bad jr smith response did not help i wonder how i wonder how candace Patton from the flash feel about all this i know she don't like this shit
2: yeah she she probably feeling she might leave jr after this. yeah i i know she ain't feeling that (laughs) but that's that's why our girl posted that shit Yeah, so she <laughs> for would that leave.
1: exact reason oh yo, you're right that's exact so she would leave jr ass yo that's jr great. maintain your relationships bro because i don't want to see candace Patton leave like that's, that's fine but that's a fire catch speaking of one nut to another nut why is antonio brown after pleading with the nfl and then saying you know what fuck y'all again for the fourth time or however long he said he is campaigning to put out an album, but yes, not only is he campaigning to put out an album, his campaign for his album, I don't know if this is what his album is titled or his song, but his campaign is called, hashed, is called No More 2020, No More White Woman. Not white women, <laughs> white woman.
2: <laughs> A fucking idiot, man. But look, they they, they treat my nigga like, like Cap or something, so... You what know, I want everybody that's listening to do is, when that shit drop, just just stream my nigga on, on repeat. You ain't even gotta listen to it. Just mute that shit, stream it on repeat. Let's get my man A B some money, man. He need it. He obviously need it. This shit. is what Jim
1: Jones said. He says, "I love you, bro, but you putting yourself in a bad box. <laughs> <And> you <laughs> got fair. everyone watching. Most that's important, fair. the kids are watching. They're superman. Act strange. You better. Uh, you way better than this. Take a trip for a month." and what's good bro I love you <laughs>
2: yeah. I, bro I, I really think like his problem is he went from really being like what Jim Jones said like Superman he went from being damn near invincible to realizing like fuck like I really fucked it up like I thought I had it like that and I didn't You know? and what I, mean? I remember
1: when he was posting like running out like yeah I just got Oakland I just fucked it like got over on him nah it's just it's not looking good yeah bro
2: I I think he done. This is going to yeah. be Yeah. He going to have to like go to the Canadian Football League and ball out super crazy or something.
1: <laughs> Somebody said and, imagine and- of course of course this comment was made, but somebody said, imagine if a white guy said there's no more black women 2020. <laughs> imagine <Yeah>. the outrage. <laughs> yeah. he re- nah, right.
2: But he yeah, exactly. Right. I was about to say that he is a thousand percent right. <laughs> That's why I can't cosign shit like that. Yeah, man. no, I'm not cosigning that at all, man. Like, even though like you you could have them thoughts in your head, but keep that in your mind, bro. Don't don't say shit like that. Especially somebody like A B. You know stupid, what I mean, bro? Like, you trying to get back in a white man's league. Like you can't be saying shit like that.
1: And then on top of that, like,
2: who gonna buy his album? Nobody. That shit about to be super trash. I'm curious to see Sean what Kingston. it sound like.
1: He worked, wait, you didn't notice he working with Sean Kingston. So that's, that's crazy
2: because he... Sean Kingston actually talented, bro. He wanted to slept on talent.
1: He ain't, he ain't, Sean Kingston ain't putting nothing out in God knows how long.
2: For him, but he like, producing and writing, bro, this oh, nigga's yeah. cold, bro. Don't sleep on Sean, bro. You he right. nice. He but nice.
1: Doom, that's all we got. We. We didn't kept the people long enough. Let's get... It's almost that time to get in the bros who ball. But tell them where they can find you at on social media.
2: Twitter and Instagram at Lil Doom SJE.
1: And we gave you a a big helping of the pod. So, because we're not going to be here for Christmas vacation, Doom, enjoy your Christmas break. We will be back on uh, January 2021, January 2nd. So, I'll talk to you then, June. But right now, let's get into bros who ball yo you know what time it is it's time for <laughs> bros who ball joining me always is adam schubert julian and justin baptize shuby how you doing bro
3: i have moved on to my hockey hats because you know you know the pellets suck the knicks suck alabama's not in the playoffs so it's all about the penguins
1: yeah it's a it's a rough time for you bro like i'm not gonna even lie to you it's rough julian how you doing bro
5: I'm doing well. Just waiting for this Sunday and Sunday afternoon at three twenty-five Central Time to watch the game of the week: Cowboys versus Eagles. Gonna tell a lot.
4: Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Justin, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's almost Christmas, so you know, you know, it's family time, basketball games. You back in town? Not, not yet. I'll be actually. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah,
1: cause uh, isn't your brother about to have his graduation ceremony?
4: Yeah, yeah, Friday. Congrats! No, that's congrats, also a good time. congrats to B. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, Shout out to Brandon. I fucks with For Brandon. Sure. Me and I see Brandon more than I see your ass, boo. But, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, love, I'm so happy you laughed at that. You my you my friend, Justin. I fucks with you. But let's uh let's continue. Oh, Shuby, real quick before we uh get started, by the time the people are hearing this. Rise of Skywalker Day, yo. Hi, okay, wait. I know this isn't bros who binge, and we'll get to uh the sports and everything. But I want to ask you since our episode dropped early and me and you go see it tomorrow, the review will be out Friday. Are you worried about the initial reactions that people are saying?
3: Uh, I've seen more positive than negative, mm. um, but okay, the negatives okay. are concerning,
1: yeah, bro. That I just mean, you haven't talked about that at like even off air. The negatives are like wigging me out. But we'll see you tomorrow, you know. Be well, ready. I mean,
3: what is... I mean, yeah, we won't talk too much about it. It just seems like it's getting like the same kind of reaction that the Force Awakens did. And I didn't dislike the Force Awakens, so it's fine.
1: True, true, true. All right, let's get into it because this is not movie talk. This is we're talking some sports. We'll get to Justin in a little bit for the NBA, but first we gotta talk some football. Uh Joe Burrow and the Heisman, that happened between the last episode and now. Congratulates to Joe. Knew that was gonna happen. Good for him. Like, love this speech. Love everything about it. Shout out to LSU. That was a uh, historic you
3: know, Heisman victory, man.
1: Yeah. Well, didn't he have like the most the, uh, lot, the most
3: votes, the most margin of victory? Uh, yeah, the most first place votes. It was big. Yeah, it was yeah. a
5: landslide. It was like ninety something percent. It was a landslide.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I think we have to okay because, ladies and gentlemen, we're not having an episode next week. I want to say we have to pick. Because we'll be off for Christmas. Don't we have to pick the game? Yeah, that's next Saturday. Okay, yeah, we do. Let's talk about it. Oklahoma takes on LSU. Let me get a pick. What's up? We got to pick these games because that's next week and we're off next week. So,
5: Well, that's Um, an easy pick. I think everyone's going to say LSU. I just, you know, well, I can't speak for everyone, but. I think everyone's going to take LSU to be honest. Some Uh, things
1: have happened though. Oklahoma lost a key defensive lineman, and LSU lost Clyde Edwards-Elair. He has a hamstring injury, and I don't think he'll be playing. Does that change how any of you guys feel about that game? I mean,
5: I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm fine.
3: No, I mean, I, I, I I would ride with LSU for this pick for sure. uh, But I just, I don't think Oklahoma is getting enough credit. To, to where, like, I feel like, I feel like they're gonna play a competitive game. It's not like they're gonna get out, go out here and get blown out. I mean, it's not like the SEC has been playing that spectacular of defense this year. I mean, Oklahoma's could probably put up 20, 30 points. Now LSU yeah. could probably put up 40, 50 points, but you know, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I just can't. You know, Jalen Hurts has played this team before. Like Jalen Hurts is not scared. Like, I mean, he's gonna go out there and do his thing. CeeDee Lamb's is one of the most talented receivers in the whole entire yes yeah, me
1: the talented
3: like the, the number so one i mean guy. so there's talent on this oklahoma team it may just not all be on the defense where so that's like the lacking part of it but i, I just you know i am in we're in louisiana country so i mean like there's just no one out here that you can go and have a, a, a you know a conversation with that's gonna like listen to you say oh well i don't think that's gonna be a blowout because they're all like Oh, uh, well, I mean, we're winning by 30 points. I'm like, well, no, you're not. because it's, oh, no, it's going to be a game. shootout.
1: Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so. it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be like 45-41 uh, LSU. That's what I'm like. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm taking LSU. Schubert, you're taking LSU, I assume, from from what yeah. you just said. Julian, you're taking LSU too, yeah, correct?
5: And let me, yeah, and let me explain. Let me uh add on to what Schubert said. You're right, there's no rational person in Louisiana because that's not how we think over here where you could sit down and speak LSU football and point out some of the negatives that they have. Do I think it's going to be a shootout? Absolutely. Both teams, their defense is just, I mean, LSU has one player. I, I know I can rely on defense, and Oklahoma has one player. Their middle linebacker is Murray. I can count on Derek Stingley Jr., but other than that, Oklahoma's offense is the same thing as LSU's offense. There's nothing really different from it. C.D. Lamb is, I think, is the number two. Receiver in the country. They have a great offensive line. I believe they have a better run game than LSU. Now, Clyde edwards hilaire you know, he has that hamstring injury. I don't think that's that big of a deal because LSU doesn't run the ball that much, anyways. They start running the ball towards the end of the game. After they and put 30 points off off a pass. And I think the real key comes down to is I think this is Dave Miranda's game. I think it could be up to him whether LSU wins or not because he's gonna have to put a defensive plan together to basically play a team just like it's offense, you know, teams that usually aren't an SEC-type team. You know, it might look like the Alabama game again, to be honest, but it's going to be straight offense. It's going to be closer than what people think. Of course, I have LSU winning, but I just can't stand people around here
3: writing Oklahoma off
5: like they don't belong here, you know? Oh yeah, no, I agree.
0: I
1: agree with that one hundred
3: percent. LSU's got really great coaching. Oklahoma's got great coaching too. I mean, it's going to be about who can make the who can make the adjustments. If you know, if Dave Randa can't adjust to Oklahoma throughout the game, then that that could be an issue. Yeah, true, all true, right. true.
1: So, all right, we all got LSU. All right, let's pick Clemson, Ohio State. This is the game that we had trouble with talking about last week. Where y'all are leaning? I, look, I'm I'm gonna come off right off the bat. I'm going with the number three seed from the ACC. Yeah, I'm going with Clemson. I just don't think L.S. I mean, I just don't think Ohio State, that defense is great. I just don't believe that offense will put up, like, will keep up with Clemson. I know you all going to say, oh, but Clemson's defense isn't that good. I think Clemson's defense is solid enough, and I think Clemson's offense will put up enough points. I'm going with Clemson, man. And Dabo Sweeney. Uh,
3: well, I mean, I don't. Disagree with you too much. I mean, it's it's a really hard game to pick because they're very very evenly matched. So it's not like the other game where you could be feel pretty good about picking LSU. I mean, I don't feel good about picking either team. Um, uh, but you know, Ohio State played a is probably the most complete team, and they played. But when it got down to the end of the season, there was just a lot of question marks. And Clemson hasn't played anyone, so we don't know anything. Um, but Clemson's games that they did play close were against teams that I'm really not impressed with, like Texas A&M and North Carolina. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's hard for me to go against a team that hasn't proved that they're not the same as they were before. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, I mean, I think Clemson has – their skilled players are just as good as any of the other skilled players on any of the other teams. You know, ETN, Higgins – uh Ross, I mean, they're all super talented players r- all around Trevor Lawrence, so i mean i I would i mean I've seen a lot of people picking Clemson to win the whole thing, so I wouldn't be up against picking Clemson for this. who are you picking Clemson?
1: <laughs> oh, you going with Clemson all right well I know I know Julian is not going with Clemson
5: no, I am actually going with Clemson, oh, but it, damn! It, dude it's it's a it's a coin flip and I don't know what's going to happen because I believe Ohio State is the better defense and they have the better run game than Clemson because they they play they run more power. They run it up the middle. You can own the clock and tower out of defense. But Clemson has a Trevor Lawrence, who I think is better than Justin Fields. The only thing I have – the only thing I'm scared about with Justin Fields, which I believe he has all the potential in the world, whenever I watched that Wisconsin game, the first half he had the deer in the headlight looks Um, he was throwing off. He was throwing high. He was throwing, you know far to the right, far to the left. He wasn't accurate at all his first half. He played terrible his first half, to be honest, and which is why, which is one of the reasons why they got down. But in the second half, they did come back. You know, he played a lot better the second half, but I won't say it was all on him. And I believe on a big stage like this, I don't know if he'll be able to – because he's so young and he hasn't been on this stage before, I don't know if he's able to handle the pressure within the first half of the game. He can't, that is he can't a big pull stage. that – yeah, he can't pull what he did against uh, Wisconsin because Clemson's not the type of team to pull that on. So I'm afraid. I, I don't know how he's going to play. If if you if you were to come out and tell me he's going to play great, I would tell you Ohio State won. But I'm not so sure he's going to come out there and play so great just because of, you know, how bright the lights are for this game. So because of that, I'm going with Clemson.
3: But I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong.
5: And right, he,
3: and. The coaching staff at Ohio State is also and it's pretty young. I mean, it's pretty like, inexperienced with being in this position. Sure, they've been around the position, but you know, Ryan Day's never been the head coach here.
1: He wasn't the he wasn't the man calling. The, at the end of the day, who's calling that shot? That was Urban Meyer. When hey, Urban but yeah. he
5: did he did make some adjustments for that Wisconsin game, and that's when you know he's going to be a great coach. Any coach for that sure. can come in and make adjustments like that, only coaches I think of that was able to do something well like that was Nick Saban you know, coaches like that make great adjustments at halftime to completely change a game, that really means something, so I understand what you're saying, but I have a lot more faith in Ryan Day than the average person would think, you know, because, oh, he's a first-year rookie, you know, eh, Urban Urban Meyer, you know, left the keys to him for a reason, so you know, I, I have a lot of faith in him.
1: Well, we're all going with Clemson. I'm shocked. I thought you guys were going to go with Ohio State, I thought I was going to be the one. Oh, we wouldn't be there.
5: shocked if Ohio State won, like, it wouldn't you know, oh no, yeah, the, the that would, that would that be a game shock. is like minus one or something like that. Clemson's favored.
1: All right, let's pick some other games because as I'm realizing, since we're not going to be on air next week, we have to have the, the New Year's games as well. Shuby, who you got, bro? Michigan, Bama. Who's winning that game? Bama, Bama, Julian. Who you got? You got Bama too? Roll tide. All right, let's go. Uh, Oregon, Wisconsin. Who do y'all have?
3: Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Wisconsin. Is, is, is all, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor's playing, I don't know if he's going to play.
5: Mm, I think he's okay, going to play.
1: Okay. I think, why not play? Raise your draft stock. But, I mean, does he think, like, oh, uh, not play? He's,
5: <laughs> he's top ten. Uh, yeah. Man, dude, that, never that's, a really cl- that, that's a really close game. That's a really hard one to pick because or- Oregon kind of changed their style on offense from what they used to be. They run power a lot now. And... uh what I saw at that Utah game, I I don't know. I have to go with Oregon. I think uh, Oregon could hold their own.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm kind of leaning with you on that Oregon game. Like, so I got Oregon-Bama. Julian has Bama-Oregon. Schubert has Bama-Wisconsin. Let's go uh, Minnesota-Auburn. I'm rocking with Minnesota on this one, man. I don't trust Bo. Like, we're talking about Justin Fields. I do not trust Bo Nix in this this situation, As, even though Auburn's defense is the arguably one of the best defenses in the country. I'm, I'm rocking with Minnesota in this one. Should be who you rocking with?
3: Auburn.
1: Ooh, Auburn.
3: Okay. Okay. Julian. Brown's playing. Yeah, Uh, that
1: defensive lineman, huh? Yeah, yeah.
3: true. If
5: if Auburn's defensive line plays, I'm going I'm rocking with Auburn. All right.
1: All right. Let's get the final one. Georgia Baylor. (laughs) Julian, I'll start with you. Who you got with that one?
5: I got I got Baylor. That coach for Baylor, that's a hell of a coach. They were already talking about him, you know transition into the nfl you know whenever you could see something like that that early that really means something i'm, I'm going with baylor
3: all the way and they went toe to toe with oklahoma twice mm. yeah I'm, I'm rocking with baylor too i mean i don't I, I think the georgia stock is down i don't know if they want to go i mean they have they're not even healthy they're not healthy i mean like what what did they have to play for i mean they've been heartbroken three years in a row now like I, what does Jake Fromm want to go in there and do? Like, what is he going to show anyone? Like, Baylor wants to show up. They want to play. They want to show people who they are. Matt Rule wants to make a statement. I mean, I think it's all I, – I feel like Baylor's got that game. I mean, Ooh, I, I, okay. I don't know what the what the betting line is for that, but, I mean, I feel like people should should go in on the Baylor.
1: All right, I'm not going to pick that game because I don't know too much about Baylor. I'm going to just be honest with the people. That's why I go to my college football guys. But word, that's our picks for this week, I mean, for next week. So, uh, as you guys know, we're not dropping an episode. Listen to it if you're listening now. Come back next week, you know, check it out again if you want. But just know, we gave our picks for the college football games. Let's jump into the NFL. Look, Ravens won, number one seed, no problem. Patriots, they won. Uh, we expected them to beat the Bengals. Shuby, we got to talk about this game, brother. The Texans and Titans, boy, oh, was I—I yeah. was texting you the whole time, like, yo, Kenny Mills inching up
3: closer, but he's still inched up closer because the Steelers freaking lost. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> it was it was a game for sure. I mean, I you know, I keep I keep an eye out for it, but I mean you should be worried every week when it comes to that team, <laughs> man. I mean, their season's not over yet. It's
1: not. I gotta say this. There was one play that I just tweeted out where Deshaun, like juke somebody, spun and just threw a bomb to DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, what a play, Desha- Deshaun. Deshaun Watson so good, man. We just, we like to anoint the hot hand at the time and we don't ever, we don't like to um, I guess, think about past performance and just think this guy doesn't have the greatest offensive line in the world, and we always like to live in the moment on who's the high quarterback. But that, that Deshaun Watson kid is really, really good. Like, he is in that that next-up category with the Lamar Jackson, the Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's in that category as well, and I don't think he gets enough he wins the praise. He wins
3: the
5: game for his team. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Look, Deshaun Jackson. Wow, well, now I say Deshaun Jackson. Uh, wow, now I got his name messed up. Watson. Watson, I'm thinking of Philly. Philly's in my mind. Uh, I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. I think he's underrated. He's a product. The, the problem with him, he has a bad offensive line, but he also has a bad coach.
3: Yes. Okay, For him to
5: overcome a bad offensive line and a bad coach and a defense that's kind of eh, that really says a lot. So I'm going to go ahead with Deshaun Watson as being probably the most underrated behind Russell Wilson, the most underrated quarterback in this league.
1: Yeah, Deshaun Watson is very underrated. Shout out to shout out to you, Kenny Mills. The Texans, the Titans are still hanging in there. They're not making the freaking playoffs. Don't get your Ooh. damn hopes mm. up. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it. And shout out to the Falcons beating the 49ers on the buzzer, putting the Seahawks, tying up that division, and maybe putting the 49ers in a wild card, which leaves Dome Field Advantage wide open for the Saints. Drew Brees passes. And with that being said, Drew Brees passes Peyton Manning's record wins against the Colts, easy win. I have a question. This has been a question that's been on sports talk talk TV all week. I'm not this is not our discussion. This is just a question for you guys. If you had to pick Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, who you taking? Uh Peyton Manning.
5: Peyton Manning.
1: Manning. Okay, okay. I think I'm the only Drew Brees guy because Peyton Manning wasn't good in the clutch.
5: Uh oh what's me the Drew Brees was never Drew Brees has never been really clutch worthy himself.
1: let me pull up Drew Brees. You're going to pull, pull up stats. Uh,
5: we're gonna yes. pull oh, up yeah. we're going to pull, pull up stats. regular season. I pull up playoffs. I pull up, up playoffs playoff playoff too. Shit. <laughs> I'm trying to tell I'm trying to get me. I just know what I look at with the eye test. And, uh, you know, you can open a book on Drew Brees and he'll fill the stat sheet. That's why I call him Drew Westbrook. But bottom line is, he plays in a very pass happy offense. Not many, any plays in a dome environment. And Atlanta's in a dome, and Tampa Bay has nice weather, you know, things like that. So that does help. I'm not saying Drew Brees isn't one of the goats because he obviously is, but he does play in a pass happy offense that really helps him out. I mean, I remember the first four years, you know, he was about to be a bench warmer, he was about to be a backup quarterback until Sean Payton t- came in and saved the day. You know, now Drew Brees does have those intangibles like leadership and all the other things that people love to, you know, speak about, but. I know the offense that he plays in. I know the controlled environment that he plays in, and he's always had great weapons around him, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you took if you know Peyton Manning and Drew Brees were in the league, and you took uh, uh, let's take uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're like, okay, well, one of these guys needs to needs to you know bring us to a title. Peyton Manning is the guy you choose. Like Peyton Manning is the one that's gonna. I mean. I can't. I, Drew Brees has gone to multiple places and not succeeded. Peyton Manning has gone to two places and won two Super Bowls. Are,
1: are you? Are you? Are we counting that that Super Bowl where the, the where Brock Von Osweiler Miller brought
3: them halfway through the series? Yes,
1: yes, and and uh, freaking Von Miller won it for him. So let, I'm not counting that one, dog.
3: Mm. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, Drew Drew Brees got lucky with a, a nice coaching call and a uh, a pick. Uh,
5: And some bad calls
3: in that Minnesota game in 2009 that Saints fans somehow
5: forget. So, you know, don't get that's a whole nother conversation. We could last forever on that. But I mean, it's, I I don't know. I mean,
3: I just have a really hard time. And I would, I would really love to hear that from someone that's not from Louisiana and not a Saints fan, because like, I just don't feel like you can tell a, a Saints fan or someone that is involved with the Saints that Drew Brees isn't the greatest, because I mean... No, I, wait, yeah, I don't... Wait, 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 wait. You can't.
1: Time out. I don't think he's the greatest. I asked a specific question between Peyton Manning. The greatest is Tom Brady. Oh. and I, well, I'm, not, I'm not taking away from Tom. I do not think Drew Brees is better than Tom, and I don't think Drew Brees is better than Aaron Rodgers, if we're going to be oh. perfectly honest, but I'm just saying in terms of I asked a question about
3: the sheriff, Peyton Manning. You think you think all you think both of those all three? You know you, know, you think Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, brand Peyton Manning. I
1: I think I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback that we've seen. and, bar, and mind you, we don't know what Patrick Mahomes is going to be, but I think Aaron Rodgers ta- is the most talented. I think Tom Brady's the goat. I would put Drew Brees at because I don't count people that I never saw. I would put Drew Brees at like. Third or fourth. Yeah, facts. No, Drew Brees is Peyton has
3: all three of those things. What do you got? What you what you, he's, what got you got a, he's got a little bit of goat in him. He's got a little bit of great greatest at, you know, greatest arm talent at least. And you know, he's got he's got and a little duck, bit of stats.
1: He got he got some stats. I look I, and look, he's, I I was wrong about fourth quarter comebacks. Peyton Manning has a total of 43. Gotta give him his props. Drew Brees has thirty-five. He's tied with Tom Brady for the second most. Fourth quarter comebacks, but in the playoffs they are tied with the same amount. So, got I gotta give gotta give paid Manning some credits when credit is due. I was wrong about that, but paid Manning in in all those clutch situations, he lost to Tom Brady and, and never could get over the hump. He only got he only got one. Truly, the other one he got was because of Von Miller. Now,
3: if Drew well, now Drew got one, the other argument is like how many times did he have the opportunity? You know, how many times has Drew had the opportunity?
5: He, you're right. He's been to four Super Bowls. That is true. That that really says
3: something. He has been to four Super Bowls. And how many of those Super Bowls has Drew taken, the Dolphins or the Chargers? Oh, uh, we're, look, we're not talking about that. The
1: Chargers was uh, I uh, mean, Peyton
3: Manning from at the jump was, you know, taking play, teams to the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about, a, you know, the criteria of an entire career. I mean, I think Peyton Manning's career from start to finish is looking a lot better than Drew Brees' is.
5: Also, Peyton Manning called his own plays the whole time. Peyton Manning was doing two. He, he was like LeBron, if you if you think about it, like, a coach on the field, and you know, and a and a player. Peyton Manning called all his plays. Drew Brees doesn't do that. Peyton Manning more more so changed the game as opposed. You know, Drew Brees is just. I hate to say. You know, another quarterback. You know, gets the plays and things like that. Peyton Manning. I mean, how many times have you seen quarterbacks truly audible like that? None change plays do all these things. Peyton Manning is like a mastermind. That's what he's known for.
1: We're not taking away his we're not talking about his IQ. We're just talking about which I mean, quarterback. That goes,
5: but, but that goes it's all part of it. Peyton. It's I, all part I get of it. That. I'm going with, I get I'm 100% that. going with Peyton Manning and honestly, if it wasn't for his neck injury, he might have he might have another, you know, extra Super Bowl. The one he for might. his neck injury or anything like, that. like Drew Brees' body has been pretty good to him other than the shoulder injury. His body has been pretty good to him, so you know that goes into account but i can't think of one time you know i heard on a talk show this morning i hate to use someone else's analysis but it made me think has drew brees ever been the best quarterback in the league no. during his time no every year i can think of a quarterback who's been better than him you know even even this year so
1: i would say his super bowl winning year he was the best no, no. i would say what about okay what about uh in Last, what, last year, year? Su- last year's such a shitty thing because Patrick Mahomes had an anomaly season. But if we're, I mean, he's
5: played great until game. Is 12. he
1: is he wrong with is it like is it bad being? Uh, Peyton Manning was uh, was okay. He might have had some years where he was the best. I'll give him that, but. He never finished the job. Got one done. I just think paid man we we overrate the sheriff. I just think we overrate him. That's just, that's just my
3: thing, you know. I am I mean, that's so easy to say when he hasn't played in the league for a few years. I mean, it's really nice to have Tom Brady and Drew in here right now, but I mean, like you're just like not giving this man the credit that he deserves. Like he was like saying LeBron was perfect. Like, I mean, he was LeBron. Like even in the time where he was playing against Tom, people were like, "Oh, well, I mean, this guy's better than Tom." Exactly. I
5: mean, Peyton Manning never had the expense of a Tom Brady-Belichick type type defense. You know, he had a lackluster defense with a really good defensive coach, but if if you don't have the defensive players, you can't go that far. It's the same excuse they give Drew Brees, you know. Oh, Drew Brees always had to carry the team. He's never really had a defense. Well, it's worse for Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning always had a worse defense until he got to Denver. And he always carried them. He always carried them, yeah. He went to... Always at the playoffs. I mean, always in in the in the discussion to go somewhere. I mean, the last time Saints been in discussion for the Super Bowl was this year and last year. Before then, you were never here.
1: So this year, last Super year, Bowl. and the year before that. I'm not letting you do that. I'm not letting you do that. Oh, really? I'm not letting you do that. Mm. This year, last year, this year, last year, thirteen and two. Year before that, eleven and five. Then we we had a three year stall where our defense was fucking ass. Year before before that three year stall, eleven and five. Another year where he was hurt, I believe, in 2012, and then 2011, 13 and three, 2010, 11 and five, 2009, when we win the Super Bowl, 13 and 12. I'm not gonna let you do that to Drew Brees. I'm not gonna let you do that, and because if you want to talk about shitty defenses, we could talk about shitty defenses. The Saints has had shitty defense for majority of Drew Brees' career with the Saints.
5: Yeah, Peyton Manning too. Peyton Manning went to four Super Bowls. That's all I gotta say I think Peyton Manning I mean, it, it's And, and, and it's even more AFC team.
3: championships So yeah. he's at Cam Jordan who is the very that, underrated
5: he... by the way I'm so sick of people throwing And I don't like Cam Jordan, you know this But I'm so sick of people like leaving him out of conversations For one of the best pass rushers He is so good and he gets doubled Just as much as anybody, if not more I, I was reading a statistic He gets doubled on like 70% of like pass players Or something like that, something ridiculous he is very good.
1: Oh no! I like Cam Jordan is, is a quality, quality one of the top, uh, pass rushers. Let me say this: Robert Mathis for uh, because now y'all got me pulling up freaking the defense of the Colts. Robert Mathis, solid D. N. Dwight Freeney. I know they had some uh, they had a safety or something. I'm trying to find
5: this. Bob Sanders.
1: Yeah, wasn't that
5: great for you to think of it? Look, put it this way: the Colts defense were like LSU's defense, a bunch of names Antoine one Bedea, really good
1: Solid. Oh. Solid. Say, uh, yeah, man. Solid. Fucking fucking Saints. Jonathan had a Vilma.
5: had <laughs> <Nada laughs> Jonathan Vilma. You know. The Saints had some good defensive players, don't get me wrong. Darren yes. Sharper.
1: <laughs> we can't talk about this. Yo, leave.
5: Let Brandon that, Brown.
1: Let that, let Brandon bro. Yo! When we had Brandon uh, fucking Browning, I was like, yo, what? The, that dude got so many penalties that year. He just didn't
5: it, fit. He, he reminds me of Eli Apple. He just didn't fit in the defense. And we thought he was going to come
1: change everything. But no. I just want
5: to ask that question. We spent a little longer on it than I
1: intended. But I just want to ask y'all. Bills won 17 to 10 against the Steelers. Solid win for Josh Allen. Uh, Cowboys beat the Rams handily. Got to give y'all something, Julian. Y'all beat them handily. I think that was the first game where y'all's team played a complete game. And Dak was injured. Dak had 212 yards, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 131 yards off the bench. One touchdown. Two touchdowns, 111 yards. and uh, the defense played pretty well. Got to give him credit. Sean Lee had an interception. What was your take on your Cowboys team this past week?
5: This is the first time all season that Zeke really looked like Zeke. And yeah. look, you could pull you could pull numbers out from other games where he had over 100 yards rushing and things looked good. But like like we were just talking about with the Drew Brees payman thing, is the eye test. The eye, the eye test told me those few games the offensive line played very well and opened up some big holes. The eye test for this Rams game told me that Zeke was running with the tenacity and the energy and everything that he had the first three seasons in the NFL that made him so special. This is the first time I've seen Zeke run like that all season, and that's what everyone's been waiting for, and that was the whole difference in the game. And then Tony Pollard played great, you know, it it was just an ass whooping all around. The defense showed up. They they finally played as a team since this is the first time they played as a team since the Eagles uh, a few weeks ago at Jerry World. So hopefully they could keep it up. Right now this year they're not known as a model of consistency. So I have no idea what to expect. You know this coming Sunday, but you know we'll see. Y'all
1: needed that game going into this coming Sunday, especially since the Eagles won.
5: And Correct. speaking of
1: this coming Sunday, let's pick our games of the week. Not too many more things, because everything else was pretty consistent. Uh, Let's pick our games of the week, and we'll pick... I'll, I, we don't have to pick the games of the following week, but I'm going to just put people on notice for the fans listening of some games to look for. But uh, this week, week 16, Shuby, give me a game that the people should be watching for.
3: Uh, well, I really do think that the, the Saints Titans game is pretty crucial. I mean,
0: yeah,
3: uh, the Saints need the win and the Titans need the win. Both uh, teams. It's going to be for, yeah. For it's gonna be played play in season. Tennessee. Tennessee's without a kicker who's already sucking anyway, so it might actually be an advantage that they got a new kicker. Um, I you know they're playing good football. They just met a Texans team that you know may just be destined to have a little bit of playoff success. So I don't know. I I really feel like Tennessee is going to win this game, and it's you know, Oh
1: my gosh!
3: I, I you know I really I have a really strong feeling that uh, the Titans are going to win that. I don't Tennessee know. Tennessee can uh, run the ball and they can it, hold the ball. It's true, and New Orleans coming off of that emotional victory on Monday Night Football, like how are they going to come out come back from that? I don't know.
1: Let me let me combat your run thing because the Saints defense. The best thing they have been against is the run, so it'll be a good test against them. If the question is, can uh, Brown and Tannehill connect on the pass game because he only has one wide receiver. But I got to say, that kid came out of nowhere, and he's been balling. But can he connect with Brown? Can Tannehill connect and make the pass game? I'm still going with the Saints. But good point, good point. Both teams are playing for playoff implications. Should be going with the Titans. Julian, you rocking? who are you
5: rocking with in that game? I think I'm going to rock with the Saints, but it, it, I think it'll be closer. Every time I say it's closer, it will be a blowout. But Titans have a really solid defense. They do need a they win. Do. They hold the ball well. And you said the Saints have a are great at stopping the run. Don't they? Isn't Sheldon? Don't they have two defensive linemen that are out? They are missing Marcus
1: Davenport. and let me tell you, I'll tell you the other one. Is it Rankins? They are missing Marcus Davenport. and um, no, I think Rankins is back. Is, is it Brown? Brown. The missed the missing, Nathan. uh, they're missing. Uh, well, Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Von Bell might be out. But they, oh my gosh, if they're out, that that fucking that hurts. And Derek
5: <laughs> and Derek Henry's huge. Not to mention that the Saints really don't have linebackers. If you ask me, Derrick Henry is sure. huge. And and you know, the Titans do pass to the tight end a good bit. Like that, they, they, they're efficient offense. You know, they have their bread and butter. They know what they're good at. And that's they kind of remind me of uh, Buffalo. They're gonna play defense. It's gonna be no, oh, no. They're a
1: chip away team. They are. A yeah, team it's, that... it's
5: it's it's gonna be a gritty game. That's all I gotta say about that. I think the Saints end up winning, but who knows? It will be a gritty game.
1: Yeah, Von Bell didn't participate in practice uh, as of Wednesday. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, either. uh, and limited in practice. Kiko Alonso may come back. Which is good for them, as well as Patrick Robertson, but no other key defensive lineman besides Marcus uh, Davenport. From every, everyone office. wants
3: to tell me it's like, oh, yeah, this Orange Jenkins waiver pickup is going to be such a game changer. I'm like, okay. Y- yeah. The only person <laughs> that was uh, near, the only person that was better than Eli Apple on the Giants team. And that's not saying much. And he's also like 35 years old.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Julian, I think Sheldon Rankins is out. I believe yeah, he
3: is out. he's a big part
5: of that defense, and that's another guy that doesn't get credit whatsoever, because Cam Jordan's sucking up the little bit of credit that they do give him. And Malcolm Sheldon Brown. Rankin's gotta a, get
1: Malcolm Brown some Sheldon
5: games. Rankins is a game changer. Whenever he came back from injury, that whole defensive line, that whole pass rush changed in my opinion. I think they played much better. But ever since, look, San Francisco ran through him. It did. So, yeah. Okay.
1: We gotta see. That's gonna be a close game, because like, like we've been saying, Uh, Tennessee's that team that can give you They're not going to kill you with like a a bullet Or a shotgun shot No, they're going to kill you by death by a thousand cuts They're going to just keep chipping away And make your defense tired by that fourth quarter When they go on their last scoring There's going to be close And if they do win, it's going to be close whole game Fourth quarter, they break away But I still got the Saints winning Speaking
3: on your week 17 Like saying some things there Keep an eye on that The game Uh, If the Titans do win They play the Texans again next week
1: yeah, big, 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 big implications between these next two weeks. My game of the week that I'm going to tell you guys to look out for is Bills-Patriots. I think the Buffalo Bills go into Foxborough and whoop Tom Brady's ass. Yes, he's at the cliff. That offense isn't going to move the ball. Buffalo's defense is super solid. All that needs to happen is Josh Allen make a couple plays, and the Bills will win that game. Shubaboo, you got winning that game.
3: Um, I don't know. The Bills have been rolling a little bit. I didn't realize they were ten and four. Yeah. So if they win this game, like they, they have a claim to winning the, the the division, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I probably, I don't know.
1: Yes, Buffalo. I told y'all about Buffalo in the in the off season.
3: Oh man. Uh, I'll just go with the Patriots. But I mean, I don't really feel confident about that at all. I wouldn't feel confident about that, Julian. Who
1: you going with?
5: Uh, I'm going with the Bills just due to the fact that the Patriots' offense is meh. Yeah. And uh, that's the only reason why I think it's going to be a low-scoring, nasty, gritty mm-hmm. game. The Patriots are at home, though. But, I mean, we'll see. You know, I wouldn't be – don't be surprised if the Patriots win either. I mean, Josh Allen is fairly young. I think he's getting better. I think next year is his breakout year. We'll talk about that later on. Sure. But But um, Josh Allen is fairly young, and Bill Belichick has his ways. With fairly yep. young quarterbacks, that so. is
1: true. Very, very true. All right, Julian, which your game of the week? Obviously, I know where you. I'm going not gonna to
5: say. I w- no, you know what? Of course, that's my game of the week.
1: Now you can pick it because I mean, o- the other game well, that's
5: important is no, there Pack- is another Packers game Vikings. that's really important. That's a very important game, especially for the Saints, and Packers, Vikings, and I think it's at. Is it in Minnesota? It's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. Yeah. That's a big game. I think that I, yeah. I want to watch that game. That is a very interesting game because. If the Packers win, they're probably going to have home field advantage, in my opinion. And look, Minnesota's this thing, 10 and
1: four. they're right up there.
5: Exactly. The thing about the Packers is uh, they're kind of finesse and you can out physical them. And Minnesota is a very physical team that can very well out physical them. Now, I don't know if it's a primetime game or what.
1: Monday night football.
5: It's Monday night football. Yep. It's Monday night football. Yep.
1: yep. So that, well, that I plays the game's
5: fight. gonna go, <laughs> yeah. and that's not even a knock on Kirk Cousins. It's just not uh the running back, Dalvin Cook. He's not 100%. Yeah, he I had think a big feeling back. But the thing about Kirk Cousins, you know, his stats are through the roof right now, by the way. He has better stats than it. he should have made the Pro Bowl based along on stats. But the eye test will tell you whenever you watch a Vikings game, he throws six yards and his running back will run 15. True. That's their whole offense. He doesn't make plays past 15 yards down the field and uh, i don't know how it's, that's it's gonna weapons. play it, you know it's a divisional game I don't, I don't know how that's gonna play going against green bay so and green bay can run the ball as well so you know we'll, we'll see what goes on in that game i think that's i think that's the most exciting game coming forward of course i think the cowboys should easily beat the eagles just due to matchups.
1: All right. All right. Well, for the Vikings pick Packers game. I'm picking the Packers. Should be who you got for that game before we pick Cowboys Eagles. Because so I'm picking I'm picking I'm not picking the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not. Uh
3: well I'm I'm going uh, Minnesota here. Uh just because, your squad. You know, of my earlier pick. Because you know, if I if they win the division, then I get to laugh at everyone. That's bro. Um, really right. And uh, you know, my thing with the Packers is I've been hearing this week and looking through those statistics and seeing the backup that, you know, they are a team that plays very good out of the out of the gate. But they they're having Second trouble adjusting. So yeah, so I mean if they go into this game and as we think it's gonna be the physical game that it is, and you know, Minnesota's playing some pretty good D, I just don't know I just don't know if they're gonna be able to Make a, it's hard because I think Aaron Rodgers can make a drive when it counts. And see, that's but what I, I'm about,
1: I was about to say. My thing with this game is this year we have yet to see Aaron Rodgers' magic. It's been defense run the ball, defense run the ball. And I think this is the game. They play physical first half, limit that run game. Second half, we're going to have to see Aaron Rodgers magic for the Packers to win. Now, if it doesn't happen, Vikings win. But I just think it, Aaron Rodgers is due for one of those Aaron Rodgers-esque games. And it's Monday Night Football. It's just everything's set up for that.
3: Yeah. yeah we'll definitely see how it goes. The yeah, Packers I got the, definitely need the win. Yeah, I got the Packers as well because I believe the Packers
5: can get a lead and I don't believe Kirk Cousins could dig himself out of a hole.
1: That is, that's another good thing. All right, Chubby, who we got? We know Julian's going with the Cowboys. Who do you have? Cowboys versus Eagles. Well,
3: I mean, I don't really want to pat someone on the back for doing what they, something that they should have been doing all season long. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Cowboys because they oh! are finally playing with the way they're supposed to be playing, and the Eagles are just bad, man. Like they're <laughs> they're get, they're on borrowed time right now. If you watch that game last week, they should have yeah, lost was, the Redskins. They should have. But I'm still going with the Eagles because.
1: Look, man, the Cowboys will show you one week that they're fucking gold, but then the next week they'll show you the fucking shit. And I don't know, with Dak being hurt, and it's funny enough, because coming into this season, it was like Zeke has to run that ball, Zeke has to do everything, let let limit Dak. But now that is the other way around, where Dak's hurt. What do you mean? Well, Dak's a little hurt, like he's not 100%. He has
5: and a shoulder you, injury.
1: And you need Dak. To, you need. I think you would need Dak in this game to make some plays. I don't know if Zeke's gonna do it, and I don't know if that defense is gonna show out. Leighton Van Der Esch is hurt. We 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 got a miracle game from Sean Lee last last week. I don't think he's gonna play like that again. And I, I think a
3: miracle game from Jason Witten too. I mean, I don't know how huh. many one hand catches he's gonna make him.
1: Talk about. And, and where's Marcus Lawrence? Not 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 your boy D Marcus Lawrence. Mark If Marcus Lawrence is there. They not winning that game, bro. They're I need the
5: Marcus Lawrence to show up. <laughs>
1: you do, you not Marcus because if Marcus is there, y'all gonna lose. That's exactly. I think the
5: Cowboys are gonna win, and I think it'll be pretty easy. Um, all right, it's, you know, it's not even me, it's just the matchup. And for some reason, they always get ready to play Philadelphia every time they play Philadelphia, they're always ready to play. Uh, I think Dak is like five and one against them, Zeke is like five
3: and oh, or four and
5: oh. Against them, for some reason, they get up to play teams in the yeah. division,
3: yeah. Lyndon, you got to understand with the Cowboys this is the time in their year where they're like they have their back against the wall, so they're like, oh, well, you know, now we got to play, and then we're going to make everyone think for the next three weeks that we're like an actual competitor, and then we're going to get blown out.
1: We're going to see. I think, I think they got y'all hype right now, and then it's going to be, oh, the Cowboys let people down again. We, but it's gonna, it's going to be either like I'm saying, or like you're saying, Schubert, either way, they're not going to win, they're not making it. Far in the playoffs, but next week, like Schubert said, games to be on the lookout for week 17 because we will be back for wild card weekend. We will be back the week of New Year's, which is Christmas. We're just off for Christmas. Uh, so we games, you said, like Schubert said, Titans, Texans. Uh, I, I think Steelers, Ravens is a big game for me personally. I need the Steelers to win that game so the Titans don't make it to the playoffs. Uh, Bears, Vikings is a big game for the Vikings. Uh, another game that people should be looking out for is 49ers Seahawks Monday night football that potentially could determine whether or not the Saints get dome field advantage. The 49ers are the first ranked seed. A lot of playoff implications between this week and next. So just be watching, but we will be back for wild card weekend to talk some football for you guys. All right, let's get to, I didn't tell everybody basketball's topics this week because I came up with them late, came up with them late, but first one I got, due to the wild success of the Los Angeles Lakers. Got to give credit where credit is due. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been playing lights out. I want to ask the question. I saw this on Instagram. Bron and AD versus Kobe and Shaq. Who you got? I'll start with on this one. And I, I'm going to start Relax. with Julian on this one. You
5: talking, I- like, talking like a 2 <laughs> game?
1: I'm talking... That's your centerpiece. I'm talking, that's your center. Like, who are who you taking as your centerpieces? Kobe and Shaq, Bron and AD. So that's the question.
5: You know what? I'm honestly, and I'm taking Bron and AD on the fact of, I think Shaq was dominating, just like Giannis. But I think Anthony Davis is so much more fundamentally sound than Shaq ever was. Shaq could have fouled out so easy, but in order to keep ratings up and you know people spent money to go to the game, they would let him foul all the time to keep him in the game.
1: The, the think, reverse could be said though, because they not I want to talk about the reverse. They fouled the shit out of Shaq and didn't call fouls.
5: You you know, you, you're right about that too. So you're right. The reverse could be said, but honestly, I think I think LeBron is better than Kobe. Just because he made everyone else better wasn't just about scoring with him. And, uh, I mean, AD could shoot from the outside. Shaq can't. Uh, I think AD is a little more athletic. I mean, Shaq was just way bigger and more dominating. But, you know, Shaq did have trouble whenever you faced Tim Duncan. And AD, with his fundamentals and how skilled he is, in his position can remind you of a Tim Duncan, I guess. I mean they don't play the same, but
1: but I get no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah Tim was, Duncan he was, was straight, really skilled. He was straight, like,
5: Shaq. Exactly. Like Shaq had trouble going against skilled big men. And during Shaq's era, even in this era, there aren't any the only skilled big men Shaq ever had to really go up against was Tim Duncan. Every time he went up against Tim Duncan, he didn't do as well. And Tim Duncan did well too. So that's why I chose LeBron and AD. All
1: right Justin, I'm coming to you. Shaq and Kobe, Bron and AD. What you going? With? This is a no brainer. I'm with you on that, Justin. But let me say this to Julian: if it was a two on two, Shaq and Kobe win that. But we're talking
4: to build your team around. You going Shaq and Kobe? Shaq Why? And Kobe. Shaq would dunk on anybody. No one. He's the most dominant big man probably to touch the basketball. Facts. He would, he would dunk on Anthony Davis every single time. My thing with and who, Anthony. Like Kobe's. I don't Kobe's, think I was going Kobe, Kobe's <laughs> a walk-in 30, 40. Like, however, you want it. Kobe's gonna give it to LeBron. How when many it's shots? winning time, when it's winning time, Shaq and Kobe's going to win. My thing, my the my argument
1: wasn't I wasn't even gonna attack the, the Kobe's Braun angle. I was attacking the Shaq AD angle. My thing with this is Shaq was so Physic- and Julian did make some great points about Anthony Davis because it is true about Tim Duncan. But the thing, the difference between Anthony Davis and Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan was a stronger big man. And Shaq, I-, I believe in those first two quarters, AD might get the better of him with his quickness, with his jump shots. But how long can Anthony Davis take the pounding of Shaq? Because, yeah, Shaq's going to yeah, Shaq's gonna have to play defense on him. But the reverse is said as well. Anthony Davis is gonna have to guard Shaq. And I think by the third and fourth quarter, all that pounding and wearing on Anthony Davis will take a toll on him. The question is, can Bron be that closer? And I just don't think he 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 don't got that dog in him. And I, I gotta go with Kobe and Shaq. Schubert, who you rocking with?
3: Um, probably probably LeBron and A D. Probably some. All right. I mean, I I I value LeBron as a player more than you guys do. Probably. I think that, you know, in comparison to Kobe, I think that you'd be a better person to have on your team. That's the that's the other way to take. the. If you're
1: asking me the way you argue this, if you want to argue for Shaq and Kobe, you argue the Shaq side. If you want to argue for Brown and AD, you argue the Bron side because I do. But they with-
4: both have five championships each.
1: Look, Justin Shaq and Kobe both have five I, championships. I picked, I picked Shaq and Kobe, but my thing with LeBron is the fact that you said LeBron couldn't guard Kobe is a little outlandish to me.
5: Because... Wait, didn't Shaq and Kobe lose to uh, Ben Wallace? <laughs> don't and, do that. Uh, don't, don't, do
1: that. Don't, have, don't do that. They, they, to they beat beat at, had Gary Payton and <laughs> they, Carmelo, they, the they had, the had Nets. beef.
5: They had beef. They, they were the fighting Nets.
1: themselves. Look they,
5: look, they beat the, the Nets twice. twice. Oh wait! Yeah. Talk about
1: Vince Carter, Jason Kidd, and Richard Jefferson. That was a cool team, bro.
5: Oh please, dude! They swept them twice
4: because they were okay. that oh, yeah. good.
5: And they, then they played okay, and then they played the Sixers. All the Sixers was Allen Iverson and a bunch of Eric Snow and a Allen bunch I of I, players, I don't know. He was okay. an
4: all-time player? Yeah.
5: Montauban was on that team, yeah. right?
4: Yeah, so, yeah okay, Montauban oh, was, was. I think the, older. The, I, think Look, I think the quality win for that
3: check. Allen
4: Come the Shaq, Sha-
3: the quality win.
4: Davis hasn't touched the second round. Let me let me say this for I a, while. So, for you not tell, talk- wait, wait, I, tell me why. I thought we were
3: talking about a game.
1: <laughs> no, wait, wait. My thing is, to to Julian's point about that, those are great points about the the Nets finals and the AI and the AI finals. But I think the quality win in the Shaq Kobe era comes against the Sacramento Kings. Fun, funny enough, yeah, that's yeah, they were and good. he did have They're trouble.
5: Great. You know, Chris Webber played well. On Shaq. did. He's small. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like skilled big men played well with Shaq. There's just not that many skilled big men. And my point was Anthony Davis is a really big skill. Is a really skilled big man. That well, no, was, I, that was and my I get whole point.
1: No, I get that. And and, I, and I'm kind of I'm I'm arguing against myself with that point, but at the same time, countering it with the sense of yes, Shaq did have trouble with skilled big men, but skilled big men had hella trouble with Shaq. And I, I think the way that you do argue this point, if you're picking Brown and AD. You argued from the LeBron perspective. LeBron James would physically out-muscle Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe would have trouble putting up thirty. I think he would have to. He'd put up a twenty clip. But I don't know, man. Kobe does At have what wait,
4: but wait, but wait, wait. <laughs> Justin. Justin, you're right. He does have that killer mentality if he's playing Bron. He was, he was playing when there was hand-checking in the NBA. That's true. He would you give LeBron buckets. The, no I mean, they'd just be, they'd I mean would, they they better hope that
3: they slow the game down because I mean, well, if that game speeds up, then you know shags me. Yeah,
4: exactly. and, Kobe's and, and Kobe's gonna Kobe, be like, oh, I
3: can't, I can't make my own play. What?
4: He would, he would A- foul A-
3: Anthony Davis out the game.
5: That's true. No,
3: no, Look, no, he, he would be out the no game. He yes, no, he, he would. How, how you he gonna guard
5: foul, He wouldn't foul because Anthony Davis wouldn't be the one fouling him. Somebody else would be fouling him. They would all be on the bench. I mean, Dwight Howard to foul him, you know, like things like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you, like. As the white knot chicken prop Well, no, that, that's it, That's how they would foul Shaq. Anybody would foul him who has a foul to spare. That, that was the whole point. And well, Shaq, if we rocking, with with that. I'm with putting
1: Robert Ori on. If we go on that route, I'm putting Robert Ory on AD. And I'm living with I'm I'm living with the consequences. Dude,
5: and I'm keeping but, my big I man. It's, it's it's such a conversation that's different because you know, you can't different pull, leagues. you know, different leagues, you can't pull in place. You know, you talk about the check, you're like, oh, Kobe will drop 30. Yeah, at what expense? Kobe will drop 30 at the expense of what? That's the reason why Kobe and Shaq couldn't even play together. Kobe was a ball hog, people forget that. LeBron is not a ball hog. But how you know? many rings did that they together? That was win my argument. Together? What how many rings did they win together? 3 rings. Who else was going to stop them? Okay. Exactly, nobody. That's what I'm trying but people look at championships so much, look at the play, look they played, look who they played, the Sixers with with all they had to Allen Iverson. They swept the Nets like twice. Like what do you want? <laughs>
1: Look, they gave Tim Duncan. It. Look, I'm gonna say it like, like I say the the, the, the
5: Spurs, like the Spurs got the best of them. Twice. They did. They,
1: but but they but they got the best of the Spurs too. My thing is, it's not who they played in the finals. It's the path that they got to the finals, where I think they had where they you showed them. I
5: mean, no, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying. No, yeah.
1: I, I and yeah, no, that's just let's just banter back and forth, and I, and like I said, Schubert, your point about LeBron, I I, I can't argue that because I, I can't argue for Kobe against Braun in in that situation because. I don't necessarily know if I'd want Kobe Garden Braun. And I don't necessarily know if you would want Bron Garden Kobe, but in this sense, it's just interesting conversation. Speaking of LeBron James, I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you guys, Kevin Garnett was on the Ringer podcast and he stated that they broke LeBron James, forced him to go to Miami. And uh, you know, that's the only reason why they won and they still got beef. Do y'all think KG Celtics broke LeBron James? I'll start with uh
3: Justin. Broke, broke them.
1: Yeah, like okay. broke, broke Lebron. James, uh, broke Cle- the Celtics. Broke Lebron James in Cleveland and forced him to go to Miami. Made he made him. Yeah, look, look. I'm just saying what he said. I'm just giving you the quote. I <laughs> mean,
4: that's how you want. I don't think they broke him. I think like Lebron, he just he wanted he just wanted a different a different look, like how he is now. I mean, he he does what he wants. Whoever he feels is the best situation for him. He felt like he he couldn't win in Cleveland with the team he had, so he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I just think that like he does his own thing, you know. Whatever, whatever way, whatever team or situation gives him the best chance to to win, that's that's what he does. And I don't think anyone could really like break him or make him do something that he doesn't want to do. Especially like when it's like like a a business uh, like a business the de- the de- the de- decision like going to a team. I don't think he can be broken. I
3: think that was uh, his choice to win. Well, I don't like, understand like what that ma- why, why did he would think that that broke him. If anything, it either made him or you know it, you could say it changed the NBA. You could say, but I mean, broke him. Like what was what broke? Was, what spirit. was
1: broke? He thinks they broke. Uh, they broke his spirits. Broke his spirits. What
4: was he gonna do? Go back and be on that. Stupid! <laughs> I saying, like it was terrible. Yeah, right. Like the Celtics had a great team. Like he wasn't going to win ever if he stayed in Cleveland. Yeah. So I mean, I guess he wanted to, he's a he's a player that wants to win. So he he does what he has to do to win to win. And he felt like Cavaliers wasn't that team, so he
3: left.
5: Well, who,
3: I, I, I gotta say, who this. who broke KG? For, why couldn't he yeah, win a team in you. Minnesota?
5: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what KG's problem is with that 08 Celtics team. They really think. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of sad. It's kind <laughs> of sad because with the talent on that team, they should have had way more than one championship and two championships appearances. But uh, you know, you can blame LeBron for that because LeBron broke them. They never reached their full potential. And as far as him leaving and going to Miami to team up with D Wade and Chris Bosh. He learned from you. He learned from Kevin, from KG to go team up with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, okay? And they formed a super team. He must have forgot. They were the first people to do that. So I don't know what KG's problem is. I think they're still bitter, all of them. Uh, you know, Rondo's the only one, I guess, that's forgiven him and Ray Allen.
1: Ray and but... Kendrick Perks. Wait, I saw it. there's three people. Kendrick. Perkins because he loved LeBron, Ray Allen because he loves him too, and Rondo now. But KG, is you know, a star.
5: salty old timer. Him, Pierce, and uh Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers took a <laughs> shot at LeBron. That
1: was amazing shot, by the way. I love that one.
5: An amazing shot. He's whatever. Yeah, he needs to look in his own organization. Full <laughs> <Old>, overrated coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, Don't I'm, get me started. I'm gonna take KG's side on this. If you remember. Game, I think it was game six against the Celtics. LeBron James looked, that was the worst I think I've ever seen him. The, the, the last game they played against the Celtics when the Celtics beat him to go to the finals. He looked his worst, looked like he was mentally defeated, mentally exhausted. And I think that's what KG means when he says he broke him. That was the game where LeBron James took off the Cavaliers jersey. And you knew that was the last time, at least at that time, we thought LeBron James would wear a Cavaliers jersey. So, so
5: you're broken. Saying- so the Celtics didn't break him The Cavs broke him His own team broke him As mm. in they couldn't help him He had a bunch of J.R. Smith on his team And don't get me started by J.R. Not even
3: J.R. Smith I mean J.R. Yeah. Smith would have been yeah. A, yeah. an upgrade
4: it, um, and, and Larry Hughes
3: Larry Hughes I don't, Hughes, don't even man. know who the
4: hell that is <laughs> Larry Hughes Mo- well, Actually Mo Williams He was an <laughs> all-star that year, oh, yeah, No, no, of he and, no he 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 Come on, man
1: <laughs>
4: Come on, Bear's man hell.
1: Yeah, on, to you too. who else? I'm trying to think of all those old Cavaliers. The team was horrible, but look, KG, KG said he got in his head. I'm not gonna deny KG, bro. <laughs> but, but I'm obviously- denying him. <laughs> got in his head is
3: different than broken,
1: <laughs> Julian. Yo, the fact that you hate that 08 uh, Celtics team. No,
5: I, the team. I wish they would have done more because it was so, such a talented team. And I thought, I, th- I love Kevin Garnett as a player. Uh, I love what he brings to the table, the intensity, the leadership. I love Ray John Rondo. I was, you know, that was about it on the team. But I like that Celtics team. It's just they only, they have one championship and they milk it. They swear they the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they're five times worse than Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. At least they got three championships. Y'all brought one back to Boston in a 20-year drought. And there's still a drought going on. So I I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. All right, Shuby. This next question is, is is for you. Yeah, anybody else can chime in. But so, look, we're in a weird state as Pelicans fans, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, David Griffin's backtracking his comments. Well, he leaks got out. Then he had to backtrack the leaks, but. It's been reported that we are listening for trades for Drew Holiday. I believe that to be 100% accurate and I know David came on uh the Pelicans last game, not the one they played tonight, which they beat the Timberwolves by the way. Congratulations to the Pelicans. Good job for you guys. And uh and um they they were like he came on and he was like uh those rumors that you're reading on Twitter is just that uh, we obviously we didn't change the plan because look at what's going on right now. But I think that's a bullshit answer because if you look obviously I weren't gonna make a trade in a damn day. Do you think Drew Holiday is gonna get traded before the end of the season? If so, where would you like to see him go in for return? I have a couple packages that I think would make sense for the Pels. I just want to get your take on it, Shuby.
3: Uh well, you know, first I'll say, man, I thought that uh sometimes I can't which team which one of my favorite basketball teams I'm watching because they're so much the same. It's like the Knicks oh, and the Pelicans are just the same now.
1: Oh, don't
0: fucking do that.
1: So
3: know. so I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm cheering for them or what. But anyway, uh with Drew Holiday, yeah man, get him out of here. <laughs> do it. I mean like think about think about this the what this could do the league. It would it wouldn't do much to the Pelicans. I mean they could probably get some good packages for the future, but think about what it would do to the other teams, could could you imagine if Drew Holiday found himself on like uh, what, who who could really use him right now? Like, uh, I have man. the best team. The best package I think
1: for Drew Holiday is with the Miami Heat, the team we talked. That's about. what I was about to say last week. I think if we get a Tyler, and I think the only trade I'm willing to accept is Tyler Hero.
3: I want Tyler to he- happen.
1: Oh, I <laughs> think that would. I think look, it depends on if they want chance. Like you give us Tyler Hero. Uh maybe I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask for Duncan Robinson because he's a big piece for y'all. Tyler Hero, maybe Kelly O'Linick and uh and like a, in a couple picks. Yo, we be doing that. Like
3: Who are you giving them?
1: Oh, we're giving them uh Drew Holiday and uh Gileo Okafor or,
3: or Derek Favors, whichever one y'all want. Mm, You're gonna have to give him a young boy.
1: <laughs> nah, y'all not getting no young boy. You're taking... gonna have to give
3: him Nikhil Alexander Walker or something.
1: Wait, you tripping. If you
3: think we're giving up, no. For Tyler Hero, bro, Tyler, Drew Hero, Tyler, Tyler the... Hero might be the rookie of the year. Why well, yeah. don't they just get rid, get rid of
5: J.J. Reddick because Tyler Hero yeah. could do the same thing he does with better. That I, mean, I think
1: That's another that possible trade. J.J. Reddick and Drew Holiday for Tyler Hero in a, in a couple of picks. But then, in, the, then the Heat would be too guard heavy.
5: Exactly. Honestly, dude. The Bucks uh,
1: is also a potential up landing place I have for them, but I don't think they have the picks uh, to compensate for what we would want.
5: I know y'all are upset about the the whole David Griffin thing. And I told y'all from the get-go, he hasn't done anything to deserve y'all love. Y'all were just so happy to get rid of the other one. You know, but it goes to to show you, just wait it out. Um, As far as the Drew Holiday, you know, you already know how I feel about him. I believe he's highly overpaid and highly inconsistent. You know, he has some flashes where he's really good. And some days it's just like, how much they're paying you again? You know, you, the Pelicans got drew holiday and expected him to be Jimmy Butler. Excellent. And that's just not the case. It's just not who he is. Uh, you know, but he does deserve better than that Pelicans team. He is a veteran and he could be a third or fourth piece, a third piece on a really good team that can at least contend or go deep in the playoff. And I that's, think I he at least top. deserves that. The only problem is his contract is really heavy and I don't, not many teams can absorb that contract. That is true. that's
1: why that's why I cho- I chose a heat of the bucks. the Celtics is another team that could absorb it, but I don't think they're going to get rid of Gordon Hayward and abundant and, and some of those young guys but yeah. not, that's that's what they would ask for. It's gonna be interesting to see who offers the pels what for uh, Drew Holiday? But they're gonna have to offer a good package for us to part ways with him. If not, we're just gonna end up paying him and letting him leave when he when he leaves, unless he demands a trade, which that's not in Drew's DNA. Look, pals, fans, it's it's just rebuild time, man. Brandon Ingram scored thirty some points against the Timberwolves tonight. Be happy or or last night. Be happy with that. That that's the best I can do. I don't watch him anymore. Like I don't. Like I'll check out uh replays every now and again, but they're not exciting to me. I'm not watching until Zion comes back. Just gotta be honest with you, fans.
3: Which I'm hoping, fingers crossed, will be that Pacers game that I have tickets for.
0: <laughs>
1: that's not happening. You know, one of my other things, I'm starting to believe Reggie Miller and things. I might not play for the rest of the fucking year, but that's a I think whole... Might, I he think shouldn't.
5: might shut him down. I, 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 I think believe he should. It. That's yeah. ridiculous. I don't, I, there's no reason why he should not be able to play the second half of the season. Now, I'm and with other you, players dude, you, should do it. play. And what, what? How much weight you want him to gain, by the way, too? He needs to, like, yeah, move do around something. or something. No, I'm with you. You like, gotta I don't move think around. You sit
1: out, but the way that this season is going, look, any I could believe it at this point. That's just that, that's just my thing. They're I, not I, gonna win
5: if he comes in, but he need, he needs to come in. I don't like when teams do that. There's no he needs need to get
1: his lumps, like get your yeah. lumps and, and, and like make you want to get better and want to get better in the off season, and you can build that chemistry with Brandon Ingram because y'all are the future. And then maybe something can happen in two three years.
3: But if you just sit well, out, well, I mean, you know, we're about to reunite the ball brothers, so. <laughs> Dude, y'all
5: should get uh, the Pelicans, should get James Wiseman and stop bullshitting. Yo, but that's just me. A good Cole. Pick. Well,
1: I, look, Cole Anthony, I, I, we're to talk about it. Stop trying to drive. play like a
5: three point team. There, there's no three point shooters on that team other than JJ Reddick. That's not oh, that's a three point shooting team. Stop playing like one.
1: James Wiseman isn't a bad choice. I think Cole Anthony's not a bad choice either because, like, it's starting to look like Lonzo Ball is not the point guard for this go. team. As he much as go. I
5: love, he, he really disappointed me. Yeah, he's, he's supposed a, yeah, to be so much better than that lazy lazy, lazy, does not move, does not penetrate, does everything wrong, does the exact opposite of what he did at UCLA. Like
1: he does, he does he high. just
5: passes the ball.
1: He plays half the game the right way and half the game the absolute wrong he way. He plays
5: half-ass that's what yeah, he plays. Yeah, it's
1: like, it's, it's ridiculous man, and I, and I was the biggest Lonzo fan, I championed Lonzo for two years, but at this point it's like I can't champion you anymore, bro. Like I'm looking I'm looking forward to to Cole Anthony. I'm looking forward to LaMelo. At least LaMelo drives. Like Cole Anthony drives and can shoot and your brother can shoot. Your ass can't do any of that shit. Like it's just, it's it's bad on all on all ends.
3: Yeah, man. When they're leaning toward to Kendrick Williams to, to provide some kind of stability. Yeah, Kendrick's worrisome.
1: <laughs> it's very worrisome when we got to deal with K-Rich missing shots and that's the big issue.
3: Yeah. Um, But, yeah, is there any other topic besides the Pelicans? Because th- that's just, you know, annoying.
1: <laughs> nah, that was it. That was it. That was just, we're just getting our shit off on the Pellies. Uh, let's look at Christmas Day games, games you're all excited for. Uh, so Christmas Day, I'll run them off. They got Celtics-Raptors. And the Raptors are playing a lot better than people believe. They just got rid of Kawhi. I got to give Pascal Siakam credit. He stepped up. The Raptors are a solid team. So we got celtics raptors Bucks, Bucs-76ers, Rockets-Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, the Battle for LA, and Pelicans, Nuggets. I think the Rockets, Warriors, and Pelicans, Nuggets games are the games that the NBA didn't expect to be bad, but they're really bad. What games are you guys looking forward to out of those three? Uh, I'll start with Justin.
4: I'm looking forward to, well, my well, three is Celtics, Raptors. Well, you guys already know the top three games. Uh, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, 76ers, and Clippers and Lakers. But I think my favorite, the game I'm looking forward to most is Clippers and Lakers.
0: Mm, like, the battle. I'm of pretty
4: sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna play, but like with Kawhi Leonard and uh, you know, I think those are the two best teams in the West. So I think they both have a great chance of making it to the finals. It's like also the 76ers and Bucks, but I I, I just feel like the Clippers and Lakers is gonna be a better game. But even the Celtics and Raptors, Raptors that could be a good game too, though. But my game of the game of the uh, day is gonna be Clippers and Lakers. And you I know think they going to make be a good game.
1: They got beef cuz doc like Julian said earlier in the show doc Rivers called out LeBron and you know, uh, the league's sending out memos now. Look, Kawhi and Paul George are both got to play. So that's going to be an intense game. I'm going with Bucks 76ers. I want to see what Giannis does against the 76ers. Can Ben Simmons step up? How does Joel Reed
5: look? Oh, wanna... stop it. You know you're not interested 40. in that I'm, game.
1: Everyone I'm, go I'm all not interested in, Lakers, in that Clippers
3: game.
5: No, bro. I'm a
3: Bucks. I'm actually, I'm actually planning <laughs> on not watching the Lakers Clippers game because Ooh. I'll be doing other things but um, I
1: only
3: I only, I'm only going to watch the 76ers game.
1: Okay, okay, That's the only game
3: I plan on watching. But it's not because like I don't want to watch the other games, it's because like it's really the only one I can watch. Okay,
1: okay. Oh wow, okay. you which, yeah. you going battle LA of LA of course, huh?
3: Of course, I want to I want to see
5: that game. And look, the 70 they don't match up as well as people think. Like they don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. They don't want to talk about the perimeter defense. That's true. Of of the Clippers, what about the interior defense? Because all the the Lakers' damage is coming from the interior with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard playing like that. What do you think they're gonna do to Montrez Harrell? Oh, he's like six seven. And he, look, Montrezl gives
1: Anthony Davis some trouble every night. Like he, like I do Lo and behold, Anthony Davis does not play his best games against Montrezl. I think the 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 key to that game, honestly, is Dwight Howard who. Arguably is the most improved or comeback player of the year because Dwight's been playing phenomenal. I don't think Zubach is going to stop Dwight. I think that's where y'all get y'all's advantage. I don't think Zubach
5: can't him. stop nothing. The only reason people know Zubach is because he played for the Lakers. Zubach played. For I don't know the Utah Jazz, you probably wouldn't know. I mean, you would know, maybe not. I know, I know basketball players. Would, would okay, what I'm trying to tell you the only reason who make a big deal of Ooh Zubac. You no, know, he played for the Lakers and went to the Clippers, so he stayed in L. A. He's nothing special. I think the Lakers are gonna out rebound him tenfold. You know, they, they really don't have an answer for the I for the middle. They have a great perimeter, and you know how Paul George plays in big games.
1: I hope the the Clippers the put 20 show. on their head. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. I know them. y'all
5: hate the Lakers because yeah, of Anthony Davis. Lakers.
1: No, it's not even because of AD anymore. Yeah, it is because of AD. I'm, 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 I'm happy that dude's shining. We're going to see how he do in the playoffs. Uh, But, yeah, no, I'm going buck 76ers. Yeah, that, that's the show this week, ladies and gents. Clippers, we got the Christmas games. We got the college football out the way. uh, Julian, uh, tell the people they can find you on uh, social media.
5: Follow me on social media on Twitter at Juju Nav J U J U N A V. I'm off a private right now, so go ahead and give me a follow and check out my tweets. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: <tell laughs> other people they can find you at on social media.
4: I'm on all
3: social media platforms. You guys can follow me at Justin Baptiste 22.
1: Uh, Shubert, tell them where they can follow. You.
3: Hey Shubert, 14 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Bros Who Binge has the Star Wars review episode coming out, I believe tomorrow. So make yeah. sure you check that out. Also, RIP to Coach Boone, the OG for the OG real one of that inspired Remember the Titans who passed away this week.
1: Real. Rest in peace. You guys can follow me at at, at Lynn BWT. Like Schubert said, be sure to check out the uh episode of uh bros who binge that is that is uh the Star Wars review and everything. Be sure to check out all the episodes on the network from Anime Talk to Primetime to Bros Who Binge. You can follow Bros Who Think at, BW, at Bros Who Think on Twitter. You can find all of the content at Uh, Let's give a little update on the schedule. So, um, okay. So, Christmas week, next week, we're not gonna be here the BWT pod. You're gonna have the Star Wars review, so Bros Who Binge isn't dropping next week. Uh, Anime Talk will drop the Monday, next Monday, and that'll be the Anime Talk Awards. The following week, everything's back to normal. I'm not giving these niggas off for New Year's. They're going to be to work. who Binge is dropping that day, and we coming in (laughs) on New Year's Day and getting podding in, because we got to talk about some stuff for the fourth. So, the only week we're missing is next week, but next week you'll still have content to check out the Star Wars Review, the Anime Talk Awards, or... This show, you can listen to it next week if you're listening because we prepared you guys for everything. But, yes, be on the lookout for the Bros Who Binge Awards coming on uh, the, the 30th or the 31st and the Anime Talk Awards on the, 23rd, the 24th. So it's, it's going to drop on Christmas Eve. But, yeah, that's just pretty much the schedule going forward. But once we get back to after Christmas, everything goes back to normal. So you guys don't have to worry about anything if you listen to this show. The only week you're not going to have anything is next week. So, but yeah, that's everything. You guys have a very Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays to everybody out there from the entire network. We want you guys to enjoy yourselves. And, fellas, enjoy your break. We will be back in uh, two weeks. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the time with you guys as family. Can't wait to talk to you guys and ask you about how Christmas was. But for Julian, for Doom, for Schubert, for Justin, my name is Linden. You guys have a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We will be back come 2020. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you guys then. Peace.